se recomienda las dosis de refuerzo de la vacuna contra el COVID-19 para ciertas personas. Para más información visita vaccinate.virginia.gov o llama al 877-829-4682. Mensaje del Departamento de Salud de Virginia. Hey everybody, CJ Enrico here. What's up, brother? What's up, CJ? How are you? I'm good. Um, so why are we not starting like normal? Because this is part two of an episode, kind of. Because because we fucked up. That's why. Well, we didn't fuck up. We just didn't know how to shut the fuck up, and we talked for four hours. So, or but I think our, I think our listeners are used to us not shutting the fuck up, or at least not. Me not showing the fuck up. Yeah, more you than me. But anyway, the point being is that we decided to split an episode into two parts. And we kept talking about how we were going to talk about Marvel TV. And guess what? We never did. <laughs> we never talked about Marvel TV. We, we fucked up. We, like, that's, that's what I'm saying. We, uh, we, we owe a lot to our listeners for being as patient as possible with us. We owe a lot to our listeners just for listening every week. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so this is part two of an episode. It was supposed to be one gigantic episode, and it just became too big. It wasn't fair to you guys. So the we're getting to Marvel TV that we said like four times. We're here. So we're going to get into oh, all the Marvel TV shows, and then we break off into DC for some reason, but that's just what we do. So Because our, our, our uh, knowledge is very limited. Or our attention spans. I'm not sure which. <laughs> oh, a kitty. Yeah, basically. <laughs> so, anyway, here is the rest of the episode picking up with our conversation about Daredevil. So, everyone enjoy. We can take this. Um, we have another movie thing to talk about, but we'll come back to it. Right now, we'll, we'll spin off this and say that because of Liv Schreiber and the Kingpin, I saw season three of Daredevil. And yeah. holy crap. Okay, no spoilers, because I haven't seen no. it, and I'm sure a lot of other people have not seen it yet. Sure, so I will not. Both. I will not spoil. We usually spoil stuff in this instance. I will do my best not to spoil, okay? That's right. And I won't say much about it, except that the bulk of it centers around Kingpin. Mm-hmm. The, okay. And I, and I don't think that's really a secret. I think that was kind of in the, you know, when you hear things being said about it before it was ever released but he is like so I have a I, I have a positive and a negative thought of that like he was the main villain to me in season one too wouldn't you say in season one yeah yeah well he's the main villain in this one too so it's like they went back to the well because season two See, it's really hard with Netflix because there's no ratings in the true sense of like you would get with like if it was on ABC or CBS or TNT or one of those channels where they can kind of say, you know, these many, many people watched it when it aired. You don't get that with Netflix. Now, there's probably some kind of metric they have that they can see how many people have streamed it, but there's not like a rating like you get with normal television. Do you know what I mean? Right. 
So I think season two didn't do as well for Daredevil. Season two for me was just to, it was just the uh, Civil War for what for Civil War to introduce Spider Man, season two was just to introduce the Punisher. So we right. could have a Punisher. But no, show. there's there's a difference and and this is what I mean, and hear me out. Because Civil War, you're right, was a way to introduce Spider Man for to do homecoming and it was awesome and it worked out and fantastic. The mm-hmm. season two of Daredevil felt more like a Punisher pilot, a thirteen episode pilot for the Punisher. As opposed to a cameo like Spider-Man was in Civil War. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's that's what that felt, and it's great because if I'm gonna rank the Marvel TV shows, for for me the Marvel TV universe without question goes in this order in terms of awesome, it's like my favorites. It's it's Daredevil, Punisher, Defenders. Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and then Iron Fist in that order. Like that's the the I think six it is. I would agree with that, um, with the exception of I would swap Defenders with Jessica Jones. I, I like I like the first season of Jessica Jones a lot. I like them both. I love Jessica Jones, but I just I and this goes back to other conversation we had. I'm a huge fan of the ensemble thing. That's why Civil War is maybe my favorite independent. Marvel movie, like non of non official Avengers movie, because it's well, essentially that, an Avengers movie. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's that's that's all. Um, I gotta correct you. So please, they did they did make a Batman. They, it's called Return of the Capes Crusaders, right? Uh, the what? The first one. The first one, and they made a sequel called Batman versus Two Face. That's what I was talking about. Oh, but I don't think that's. Um, that's released. It's been released. No, 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 no. But I don't think that's Adam West. That's Adam West. That was the last thing he did. Is it okay? Yeah, yeah. he died. I think right. He had he had done all his uh, all his uh, recording, but then he died. Oh, from you know leukemia. what? You're right, Rico. But I didn't get that because of how much I didn't like the the first one. Well, I didn't see either of them because I was. I'm, I mean, it's pretty much common knowledge. I'm not a huge fan. Of the '60s Batman, I just, I didn't grow up with it. I was never, yeah, yeah. you know, Michael Keaton was my Batman, and I right. mean, all respect to Adam West, and you know, all, I just, you know, it's I don't, I'm not overly fond of camp. You know what I mean? Right, and it is campy, I'm, and and I did grow up not with it as it aired because I'm still too young for that myself. But I I got it when it was in syndication, so I was getting you know one to yeah. two episodes every day, you know, right after school, you know. So I the uh, the unfortunate thing is when I think Adam West, I automatically, I mean, I think of Batman. You go Family Guy, don't you? I go, I go automatically yeah. go Family Guy. That's the unfortunate thing. Well, is I, that I, I unfor- definitely am that generation gap where it's like. I don't know if that's unfortunate, though. Adam West is one of the, my favorite voices to try to imitate and listen to. It's just it's such a bizarre. It is. It's, it is so weird. Um to reiterate, I caught up. I'm catching up on uh, Comic Book Man because Comic Book Man was on um, Netflix for a while, right? So, and then they stopped it, and it was only they only had like a third season for one re- for for whatever reason on Netflix, and then they got rid of that. And now it's on Amazon Prime, and I'm stealing Steph's Amazon Prime to catch up on it. Okay, and good. I watched and I watched uh, the Adam West episode last night. Oh, it's good. Yeah, I mean, look, Adam Adam West. I agree with you. Like. I'm not a big fan of the camp. I did enjoy the show as a kid because as a kid, you don't know better. 
Do you know what I'm saying? So, like, when you're watching it as yeah. a, you know, an 8, 9, 10, 11-year-old kid, it's fun to watch. It's hard to go back and watch now, you know, especially if you don't have the reverence for it like a, like a Ralph Garman does. Because Ralph right. clearly has a huge reference for that show. And all respect to him for it. I'm not going to hate on him for that. That's his thing. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. It's potato, potato. You know? Exactly. Uh, it's so, different, different strokes for different folks. And and I'm glad I have the the Cape Crusader one that I have because it it is a in in our world for the things that we find important it is a piece of history to have, and I'm glad I have yeah. it. But it's not something I'm gonna watch again. Where some of these other ones that have been out, like the Bad Blood and and Batman versus Robin and the Suicide Squad, I've watched them a couple times. You know. Um, you know, I actually liked the Batman versus Robin one. I thought so that was I. pretty well done. Yeah, I, I like most of the Batman ones. My favorite um, DC animated, and that's not what today's episode is supposed to be about, but is the um, Justice League War when Darkseid appears and it's a Justice League first forming in that universe. Yeah. That's a really, really good one. And, um, you know. I, you, you know my favorite. You've told me, but I honestly don't remember, Rico. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, under the Red Hood. That, that, oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, that's, that's the real... Uh, it's so damn good. I, it is. and I, But I feel like that's that's not this current incarnation of DC Animated. You know what I mean? Like the DC no, Animated. It's, it's earlier, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, actually, I, 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 uh, I have a correction for you. Okay. Because I was listening, I was listening to our, our old episodes, which I do frequently. Um, because I just love the sound of our, our own voices. So that's um, why our numbers keep getting inflated. <laughs> well, I, I yeah, yeah. Um, some, <laughs> so, that's that's my contribution. Sure. Um, yeah, it's not like you do anything you, here, right? When we <laughs> when we were <laughs> when we were talking about the Joker, the new yeah. uh, Joaquin Phoenix Joker. Yeah, you you said if they're going to do an origin story, they have to do the Red Hood. It sounds Which, like they are. No, I thought you. I, what I think you meant was the Killing Joke. Was it the Killing Joke where where he's this out of work comedian or whatever? That's that's the definitive Joker origin story, okay. and that brings me to the fact that like that's one of the biggest disappointments of a Batman animated movie. I was just like, oh, dude, Mark Hamill he- and Kevin Conroy as uh, go doing the Killing Joke. The Killing Joke was one of the most fucking visceral, amazing, and then you're like, wow, this was really fucking weird and bad. Yeah, like, Hamill's I, great, Conroe's great, but it just was just We've talked about it before, and I don't share your sentiment about it, but I do respect where you're coming from, because you made valid arguments when we talked about it, I remember, but I, I don't yeah. share all of them. But anyway, Kingpin and Daredevil did not... For, look, that's the thing, like, do you follow stuff like the Emmys and those award shows? Do you follow that stuff? I don't mean, like, Oh my god, it's on! I gotta watch. But do you like keep track of like who wins shit? Um, not so much on the Emmys. I do have to for the Oscars because at work we have an Oscar contest. If you okay, we if we when we when they announce the nominations, we have a list and a little contest. If you predict who's going to win and actually the running time or what time it's going to close, then you get like a bunch of free rentals from us. So I have to follow that. But hey, uh, Emmys, not so much. I Okay, and I'll ask you, well, I'll tell you why I was asking about that in a second, but I just had a fucking brilliant idea that we should do. Because I can share my screen with you, as you've seen. We were just doing it, right? 
Yeah, he showed me all your weird uh, um, chicken McNugget Chicken nugget sex, yeah. Um, no, but seriously, but like when we were watching that trailer for Spider-Man, I can share my screen with you. Yeah. Let's fucking watch the Oscars together and fucking live commentate the whole damn thing for an episode. Fuck yeah, dude. I mean, get, if I'm not working. That's the other thing. It's I, a Sunday night. Oscars. Oh, then fuck yeah. I'll be it's happy. always a Sunday night. We'll, we'll do, and the only thing we'll have to do is watch it without sound. So we'll have to watch it with like um, uh, closed captioning on or something. We'll have to find a way to do it so that we don't record the sound. That's the only catch. Right. But if we do that, we should watch the Oscars. I think that'd be and and live live run it while we're you know, and then we can talk about shit during the commercials. I think that'd be awesome. What do you think? I think it's a great idea. We'll as long as we call as long as, as long as we title the episode like Oscar the Grouches. I love it. Done. Anyway, so um the reason I asked about the Emmys was because like have have people from the Emmy from the Netflix shows won Emmys? Like, have there been? Well, I guess Stranger Things won some stuff. I think last year or the last time it aired, whatever year it or, was qualified. Orange for. is the New Black. I think won a couple times. Have they? Okay, because Vincent D'Onofrio deserves a fucking Emmy for his role. One hundred percent. No, I mean, but Rico, you like, you talking about for the third season? Yes, because. It's and he was good in the first season, so I don't disagree with where you're coming from. But it's brilliant. This third season is brilliant. What he does with this character, it's ridiculous. See, I, I can't watch Daredevil season three without Michael. Michael, uh, Michael does he and I, listen? we try to no. watch. Does he listen? What? Michael, no. does he listen to the show? No. Okay. No. All right. Never mind. Uh, he, I mean, I've, I've pushed him to listen a couple episodes. I've always said you should listen because you come up a lot and he's just like, eh, he, he's not a podcast guy. He, he's no. not the type to, I know I was going to make a plea to him to let you watch the fucking thing. That's all. Cause no, dude. I can't do it. I can't do it. Uh, I, I mean, he watched uh, occasionally we can amend it. Like, you know, he watched all of iron fist season two without me. I'm we, sorry. We I, but then he was like, dude, you've got to fucking watch it. I'm like, oh, is it good? He's like, no, you really got to watch it because it's really <laughs> fucking weird. It's a, it's a like, train wreck. But here's the thing. It actually, to talk about Iron Fist for just a minute. Yeah, please, because I've never really watched two, it. Did you see the first season? No. No. Mark Bernardin trashed it so badly, it made me not want to see it. I'll tell you who is worth watching in the first season as well as like the one who really makes the show just kind of fucking awesome is the woman who plays Colleen Wing. Okay. The, um, I think she shows up in the defenders, doesn't she? She's in the, she's in the defenders. She's the one who, uh, she like has the katana and she's like, she saves the guy when her arm gets cut off. She's good. I agree. She honestly is like amazing. And I mean, you want to talk about who deserves a fucking Emmy? She deserves a fucking Emmy. She is so damn good. She, because Iron Fist and what? No, no, no. Go ahead. Danny Rand and the actor who plays him is so goddamn infuriating and annoying. <laughs> Especially, I mean, honestly, like, look, I, I'm not going to hold back on my criticism of anything. Yeah. He can't, but. He and I don't blame him. I blame I blame some of the writers. 
I blame some of the direction. Um, I, I do blame his casting. I would never in a million years ever cast him as my interpretation of Danny Rand. One, Danny Rand is half Asian. So okay. the fact that they went, the fact they went really white and really Full blonde, white. yeah, 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 really was just kind of like, oh, oh Marvel, you're so good at being diversive. Why'd so, you fuck up here? Right. So let me let me cut you off for a second because I have a question I want to ask you because so for those of you who have not heard, Iron Fist and Luke Cage have been canceled. So there's not going to be a season three of either show. It's done. It's it's done. However, you know what that means now? What? That means that they're literally friends for hire. Well, there's that too. But here's what I was wondering, because the one compliment I've heard from multiple people, primarily from Mark Bernardin, is that the best part of Iron Fist is when Luke Cage is on screen with him, because he does show up, apparently. Maybe in season two. It, maybe in season two. I don't Luke, know. Luke Cage does not show up in season two of Iron Fist. No, maybe okay. Iron Fist shows up in, in the second season of Luke Cage. Maybe. I haven't, seen, I, Neither I haven't I. gotten that far yet. Yeah, so, but okay, maybe that's the, it. But but also they spend time on screen together in, a lot of time on screen together in, in Defenders. Defenders. And yeah. he was saying that them together makes Danny Rand basically bearable, is is the way he put it, or or even entertaining, I think. So... What if they don't do Luke Cage or Iron Fist, but they do like a together show where you get the two of them throughout the whole season? Their their team is called Friends for Hire. That's what they're doing. Oh, okay. No, I I didn't. I this is not thing something I'm familiar with, so I didn't know you were. They're actually they're an actual team up called Friends for Hire. Okay. Um and. But I was making a joke because now they're both unemployed, so they really are friends, friends from fucking right, right, right. But that could be a way to go because I'd ra- honestly, I'd rather see that because their o- their own separate fucking stories are just boring. Because um, Jessica Jones comes up in Daredevil at one point. She doesn't show up. She's not on. She's not on screen, but he makes a joke about her being a drunk detective. But yeah. in a like tongue in cheek, not like a like a she shitty detective, like something about like being a little more consistent because you're not drunk or something like that. But it's done in a very fun kind of way, like like poking sure. fun in a you, a way that you and I would bust chops on each other. Do you know what I mean? Like that kind of thing. Right, and, right, right, right. And uh, I think uh, I think Daredevil. You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey. I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light. Ow! Ow! Some things never change. Like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. Please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light. Ow! Ow! Some things never change. Like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. Please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. And and Jessica Jones got along. 
yeah, probably the best in probably. defenders. More, you know, it's, it's throwing two separate teams because, uh, I mean, Luke Cage and Danny Rand are their friends for hire, and then you sure. got Daredevil, and because they're the, I mean, they all have superpowers with the exception of Daredevil, right? And that's I mean, are, well, the Daredevil's got. See, and that's the thing about Daredevil, the character, not the show, but the character. The character has special powers. It has He has superpowers in the sense that because of the accident, you know, all his other senses get jacked up to, like, 11. Like, I know that anytime you lose a sense in real life, like, real humans, like, if you lose your eyesight or your sense of smell or whatever, all your other senses tend to get more, or not sense of smell, but you know what I mean. Like, so, so what you're saying is when my, my, since I'm like partially deaf and my eyes suck, that, that heightens my sense of humor. No, maybe your sense of touch, but anyway, uh, I'm making a joke. I sense know. of humor. I you know. need to have a sense of humor. You fuck. Yeah. Well, that makes two of us. Um, so, <laughs> huh? um, no, but for, in all seriousness, I would argue that Daredevil does have superpowers. And my only complaint about Defenders was when he finally gets into the suit. Because it was weird seeing Daredevil in the Daredevil suit and everyone else is in, like, street clothes. Do you know what I mean? Like, that was the only weird part of Defenders for me. Yeah, I... Honestly, I mean, I like the way they're, they did... I, look, if I'm being honest... I like all the shows. There are some I like more than others. There's some I really don't like, but I still I'm just grateful they're making. I've struggled to get through Luke Cage, and I like and wait and to be clear, I like the concept of the character. I really do, and I like the guy playing him. Like I think he's a good actor. Like I don't think he's bad at this. Like I'm just I don't know if yeah. it's the writing or what, but I'm just having trouble connecting to it you know what i mean what for first luke cage season one i knew I, it was going to go downhill when they killed off his father figure mentor pops like episode three wasn't it, it was a like way early yeah yeah yeah, yeah. frankie Faison is yeah. one of those actors where every every time he comes on i'm just like oh i fucking love this guy he's, he's so good, good. Yeah. he's he was in the uh hannibal lecter movies first time i ever saw him was coming to america He's coming to America? Yep. I'll look him up. I don't remember the name of the character, but I know he's in it. I'll look him up while you're talking. Anyway. Um, Anyways. Um, but yeah, he you're was right. such a great... I mean, obviously, you know, every if you are a superhero and you have a father figure, your father figure dies. That's just going to happen. To be fair, it is amazing Aunt May has lasted this long because I mean, <laughs> she's not a father figure, but like every parent dies when you're a fucking superhero. Or will eventually die, or right. something catastrophic. So to introduce a character named Pops of all fucking characters, and he was, you know, you got to give that character that re that that rage, and then he's got to stop himself from killing and going after revenge. He's like, no, this is not the way. How do you? I have to be a hero. How do you not know who he was in that movie? I'm disappointed in you. I'm surprised I forgot this, but I'm disappointed in you. <laughs> Remind me. He's the landlord for the place they rent when it comes to Queens. Okay, doesn't that, isn't that like one scene? No, he's in a couple scenes. And he's got one of the best lines in the movies when he's like, when he's talking to that guy who threw himself down the stairs, he goes, your rent's due, motherfucker. 
Oh, my God. I totally fucking didn't make that connection. Holy shit, you're right. Fuck. That's Frankie Faison. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, whenever I think of him, I automatically think of the Hannibal Lecter movies because he plays... Sure. Did you see those? You see no. Silence Lambs? No, no, no. Oh, I saw so Silence. Like, I saw Silence like once or twice. Yeah, yeah. I've seen Silence, but that's the only one I've seen. I haven't seen Red Dragon or uh, Hannibal. Oh, Red Red Dragon is my personal favorite. He that's plays the one with the Ed Norton, orderly. isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a prequel. It's a prequel to Silence. Right, right. It, I knew like, that. It, like the end, the ending of that is the beginning of Silence Lambs. So he plays the orderly who like gets spared by Hannibal Lecter. Like, it, like you kind of like, it's this very open secret. Like Hannibal Lecter will never kill him because Frankie Faison characters, uh, Frankie Faison's character, that's what I'm saying. Uh, Barney treats Hannibal Lecter with a lot of respect and always just kind of sits around and talks to him. And mm. Hannibal Lecter's obviously needs someone to talk to. And like when Clarice Star uh, Starling shows up, He's the one who gives her the, like, I put a chair out for you. Just don't get too close. Just, you know, <laughs> you know, he might be sleeping. So just like, you're like, oh, this guy's always a nice guy. Unless he's a landlord, I guess. <laughs> well, even then he was a nice guy. He just was, didn't want to get fucking ripped off. So. Yeah. He, I don't Yeah. Once he died on the third episode or whatever of Luke Cage, I was just like, motherfucker. I don't give a shit about. The uh, the the woman who plays the the uh, big bad in Luke Cage, like she's the mayor or yeah, she's the councilwoman yeah. or whatever the fuck she is. She's also the same actress was also in uh, Civil War. She's the woman who goes up to Tony Stark in yep. the elevator and said, yep. "Yeah," which was kind of like, "Come on, Marvel, keep your shit together. Pay attention to who you're fucking casting in your shit." Yeah, I'm trying to remember if Civil War came out before the first season of Luke Cage. It might have. It did. It did. Yeah. Because they had they cast her, uh, Netflix and Marvel cast her for Luke Cage, not knowing that, or just forgetting that she was in, in Civil, Civil War. War. Yeah. You're just like, motherfucker. Here's, here's sure. the one thing I will tell you, and, and I'm not going to, like, you asked me not to spoil Daredevil, and I'm not going to, but there's one thing I, I will say that's somewhat of a spoiler that uh, I was disappointed in. Is that Claire doesn't show up? There's no Claire. There's no night nurse. No, Claire does not show up in that season whatsoever. So, um, I'm that was a little well, disappointing. I reached a part. I you know I probably could spoil this because it's sort of what you're talking about. Uh, in Luke Cage season two. Oh I'm yeah, tell me because I'm not. You, any anything about um, Luke Cage, Iron Fist? Feel free to say it because I'm never gonna. Oh, Probably catch because it I'll I will ruin Iron Fist because that is a fucking Fine. motherfucker. Fine. Okay, so but let me let me get to Luke Cage. Yeah, but uh, Luke Cage and Claire are a couple for the second season. Okay. Okay, I thought he hooked up with that detective that was missing an arm. He did, and then he went off. You know, he went from cop to nurse. So okay, fair um, And then like he, how did he not break like, her pelvis? Like seriously, the way he fucks Jessica Jones, shit. Which is what we're talking. We were talking about earlier, where they're like they push that PG thirteen rating really hard. That, I, that sex scene where Jessica Jones is like riding him, and they break the fucking bed, and yeah. he says "Sweet Christmas." You're like, oh, that's where they're going to use his fucking uh, tagline. Is that his that was tagline? I'm not familiar. Sweet, yes, sweet Christmas. He says "Sweet Christmas" after he fucked the hell out of Jessica Jones, and she I didn't was, die. I was so jealous of him. <laughs> 
Oh my god, dude! But like that scene where they broke the bed, I'm just like, this is owned by Disney. What the <laughs> well, fuck? It wasn't at the. Well, I guess it was. Yeah, go ahead. Anyway. But I was like, this, you are seeing thrust. Like, she is. Yeah. I, I mean, I was watching with Michael. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? This is like. <laughs> like, if you if you showed me a scene where Robert Downey Jr. is plowing the fuck of Gwyneth Paltrow or, in Iron Man 4, or that, I would say. Or that reporter from the first one, whatever her name was. Or, yeah. But, like, there's no thrusting. It's just like, no. oh, he's a playboy. He's fucking a reporter. And they're drunk and they're giggling. And, and they fall like, off the like, bed. See- and, yeah, and that's the end of it. Yeah. And that was before Marvel owned them. Marvel, or not Marvel, but Disney. Disney didn't own Marvel at that point. I just couldn't fucking believe what I was watching. I mean, it, yeah. was, it was aggressive fucking. It was. And it was like, this is, this is like, this is the first time we're actually seeing. Like superheroes bang it out. Yeah, like, I, I, you know what? For me, I was just, I was just fucking jealous. Aroused. What's that? You were just aroused. No, I was jealous because she's smoking hot to me. Did Did you ever watch uh, Breaking Bad? No. She shows up early uh, in like one of the earlier seasons. Oh, she plays sort of sort of the same type because. Kristen Ritter kind of is 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 one dimensional as an actress. I just haven't seen her do anything. I take that back. She is really amazing in Jessica Jones, but when she's not doing the all over the place emotional like PTSD role that she does, right? She's very much like I'm the I'm a cynical, snarky, probably drunk character, which she does a lot in in a lot of the TV and shit I've seen her in. So she does real, basically the same thing in Breaking Bad, except she's a uh, recovering heroin addict. Okay, so real quick, let me ask you something because I just thought of something I remembered hearing. All of the second season of Jessica Jones was directed by all female directors on purpose. Like they they did that on purpose because it was definitely at the beginning, if not the height of the Me Too movement. So, and I've got no problem with that personally. But Bernardin pointed it out on an episode of what was then Fat Man on Batman, where he said, like, you can tell the difference between the fact that there's a f- these are female directors versus having male directors. And he wasn't saying it like it was bad. He was just saying that the way it was shot, mm-hmm. you could tell that it was shot differently. There was less... Like, he doesn't think... He didn't say this, but he implied he wouldn't have gotten that scene with Luke Cage... If it had been a female director during that episode, I don't know if that's true because the showrunner for the first season is a woman. Okay, so she was for, so she was ultimately the the creative control. Well, and it's you know? it's funny, and I wish I could remember who said it, but I I was listening to something else the other day. It might have been it might have been Garmin actually on Babylon, where they're talking about how. The difference in the way Wonder Woman was shot between, meaning the character, between Wonder Woman the movie and Justice League. He said there were much more upskirt shots in Justice League because a man was running the camera. And I had to go back and he's right. There's, I mean, you don't, it's not like you've seen Cooch, but, you know. (laughs) The Wonder Cooch? Yeah, the Wonder Cooch. But you are, he's right. There's a level of, there's more sexual shots of her in Justice League than there are ever are in Wonder Woman. And I 
And Wonder Woman's an amazing movie, so like I'm not saying it like it's a good thing, you know. And, and to be fair, Wonder Woman does feature a lot of revealing outfits. The movie itself, not yeah. not the character, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. both. Because like, there's that blue dress she's wearing. Oh, yeah, she's gorgeous uh, yeah. in that. Oh, do you see that meme where it shows like where is she fitting that sword, and it just shows like a drawing underneath the the back, uh, no. the back area where it shows the sword like between her butt cheeks and someone wrote like literal buns of steel (laughs) that's kind of funny that's all funny steph steph actually has uh that shirt so it's a shirt that's designed on the back it's it's a it's a shirt logo of the sword going down her back that's kind of so it's just the it's just the uh handle Right, right, right. But it, I'm, I'm like, I'm like, you are my Wonder Woman. Um, but she totally I, is. Anyway, she really is. I, yeah, she's she's my she's my superhero. I I posted a uh, Facebook thing having her saying happy birthday. Yeah, and I call I called her my superhero, but also more to the point where I, uh, for one of her, for the one that I got her, I got her, I brought her her birthday present because I just said she needs some cheering up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I got her, I got her replica of the. Green Lantern ring. Oh, nice. And so uh, we discussed many times. She's a huge fan of the Green Lantern. So yeah. I was like, it, it, she loves jewelry. So she has, she's wears two rings that I got her. One was the, a Ravenclaw themed ring. So it's just a Ravenclaw um, and then a blue stone. Okay. And because she's a fan of Ravenclaw for some reason. Right. Uh, because she's wicked spot. And then I got her the Green Lantern. So she's got like, she's got a green and a blue on, you know, without deviating too much, but I mentioned that conversation earlier that I had with her last night on her trip back to L.A. And like one of the things I told her was like this show would not be where it is if it was not for Stephanie. Flat out. 100%. One, and I, it, and would I, not be, it would not be as successful. It's not even about that. It's 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 she's very inspirational to the show for me. And I'm not saying she's not for you, but to me she's very inspirational to this show and where we go. Like, you know, the round table thing that we're gonna be doing, yes, April is the inspiration for doing the actual round table, but it's Stephanie's influence that gives me the guts and the balls to have that conversation to begin with. Do you know what I mean? It and I flat it, told it gives, her that. It gives it the val- it gives it the validity as well. Right. Absolutely. So it, and if it's just two men deciding to talk about women issues, it's like, well, okay, but like we need a woman well, but that's, to that's, also as well. That's where April comes in for the round table and Steph, of course. But I'm talking about like I wouldn't have the balls to even have the conversation if it wasn't fact that Steph influences that. So and I told her that yesterday. Right. Anyway, that aside. Yeah, you're right. Um, you're right. You're right. Um but I just she She's heard me say it, but I think the world needs to hear it too, and that's why I wanted to say it there. Anyway, so going back well, if, to if another all, for all for all one little thing for all our yeah. listeners, if you really could do us all a favor, show Stephanie some love. She has we'll you know we'll supply her Twitter at the end of the episode that we always do. Yep, show her some love. She's 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 going through a rough time. You know, you guys don't have to, you know, give us compliments or give us praise, but show show uh, the wonderful Stephanie some love. She really needs it. Yeah, totally. She's she's the backbone of this podcast, without question, in my opinion. Um, she's def- she's definitely the heart. For yeah, sure. the heart. That's a better way to put it. Yes, thank you. Um, so anyway, yeah. on to another powerful woman in one moment. Back to superheroes, fucking. Yeah. <laughs> no, but but 
Je- you know, Jessica Jones. So, so watching Jessica Jones for me, especially season one, was like, all right. I loved Daredevil, and at that point, we hadn't gotten any other shows. It was Daredevil, and that was it. And it was like, but Daredevil was... It was Daredevil and then Jessica Jones. Right. But Daredevil was so good. It was like, that's what... Because I didn't know who Jessica Jones was. I'd never heard of that character before. I'll be honest with you. Maybe you had, but I was not familiar with that character in any capacity whatsoever. But the fact that it was the same I I was, but only to the point where I knew she was the wife of Luke Cage. That's all I really knew of her. I didn't even know that much. So... The fact that she, but the fact that the same group of people that were working on Daredevil, at least at the planning level, were putting this show together, I wanted to see it. And it mm-hmm. didn't fucking disappoint. Like, it was awesome. I loved Jessica Jones season one. And I enjoyed season so two. Season I. one was better. I will say that. I liked season one better. Um, and has nothing to do with what we were just talking about with all women directors. It had nothing to do with it. It just the story didn't grab me like the season one did. That Kilgrave thing, like I'll say this much: I'm not a Doctor Who fan. I'm not, and I know that's sacrilege on a show like this, but I'm not. Um, and it, it's not even I don't like it. I've just never got into it. It's really is what it boils down to. So it's not even like I dislike it. I've just never gotten into it. But it made me, and I haven't done it yet. But I, it's made me kind of want to go back and watch that doctor like i know that kilgrave is one yeah. of the doctors and i don't remember which one i'd have to look it up but i almost want to watch his run as the doctor now because i really enjoy actually really enjoyed him as an actor his character is a dickhead but but i think that's the idea david david, david Tennant. Tennant. yep thank you is is the actor and he i'm right there with you i was never a doctor who fan i've had girlfriends that have put on episodes and shit and i've watched it it's it's just I think I, I'm with you. I think I just need to start it and like just get into it. Because in theory, it is a show that we would probably both like. Probably, you yeah. Know? And um, I know I know Arlen's ears are bleeding right now if she's listening because we both know she's a huge Whovian. Yeah. But in theory, I mean, we both love Monty Python, both like yep. British humor. Yep. We both, you know, we... Uh, and we both like geeky shit, so it's really up there. And I mean, I can honestly say there a lot of the shows that we love would really not be as integral. Finding the right person for the job isn't easy. Just ask someone who hired their personal trainer as a caterer. All right, folks, let's keep this line moving. You there with the tongs. Picking up one Dutch's potato at a time will not cut it at my catering table. Drop and give me 50. But if you've got an insurance question, you can always count on your local GEICO agent. They can bundle your policies, which could save you hundreds. Okay, this is what we call the wild mushroom and asparagus dip, dip, and press. Come on, let's get those plates above your heads. For expert help with all your insurance needs, visit geico.com slash local today. Or as well written if it wasn't for Doctor Who. or even Some of them wouldn't Star exist Trek. if there wasn't Doctor Who. Yeah, Doctor Who, uh, Star Trek, uh, even Batman 66 was really one of the... I mean, Doctor Who predates it for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, well, I don't know. It, I Doctor think it Who's, does. Yeah, I think it does. Okay. I'll check for you, but I'm almost... Doctor Who's been on for fucking decades. And decades yeah, and decades. I don't know if it was seventies or if it was six. Anyways, around the same time. Um, I'll look for, it up. You but, just keep, yeah. But like stuff with that, I like like Buffy. I mean, I yeah, know you all that. watching the Buffy. All of that Buffy, bit. all the Marvel shit, all the Arrow shit. You know, even the Flash. Like, you know, we we got it. So I for David Tennant as Kilgrave or, or as Purple Man is really what he is known as. Um, what is it? I not Kilgrave the, in the comic. 
No, he is, but he's known as Purple Man. That's that's his. Okay. That's his supervillain name. Is Purple Man the original which, Doctor Who in 1963? Wow, so it predates Batman and, by three years, and Star Trek. I Star think Trek, by four. No, I think Star Trek was 67. I'm looking right now, but I'm pretty sure it was 67. Okay. Because I think so. Star, the original Star Trek show was black and white, if I remember correctly. New, no. maybe one no? episode, but I think it it quickly went to color. Because okay. that's, that's uh, the old joke about the red shirts always die. That's a good point. Um, so, and you wouldn't know that if it was like it. Um, did you ever see Galaxy Quest, by the way? Oh, I love Galaxy Quest. Yeah. Uh, dude, I, I just rewatched it for like the first time in like probably 10 years. It is so fucking amazing. I love 66 it. My... for Star Trek. So same year as Batman. Same year as Batman. Um uh, I love Galaxy Quest. I, I that was my favorite Star Trek movie without being Star Trek. And I don't what, like Star Trek. Yeah, and without realizing it, I think it's the first time I ever saw Justin Long. Like I think I realized that, it later, but I think that's the first time I, I saw him. That might very well have been his debut because I mean, right after that, he started getting a lot of attention. But that might have been one of his debuts. I loved him. My favorite role of his is honestly Die Hard, or Live Free or Die Hard, the fourth Die Hard. I know that's not a great movie, but I actually really enjoy that one because I love, I'm a tech guy, you know that. So like all the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the, you know, the fire sale and all that stuff, I enjoy that, you know, so. And he, he does that intelligent geek very well. Yeah, and he's a rock dude. I mean, I don't know if how much you remember that movie, and I don't want to go too off into it, but like that first scene in his apartment, he's got like Spawn and Terminator statues and like all that, and he's playing Flyleaf on the on his TV. Like it's he's that movie he's, screams 2007. If we're oh, really totally. Being honest. Yeah, but it's okay that it does, as far as I'm yeah. concerned. So for David Tennant, uh, honestly. Because I, and we could talk about this a lot on the on the roundtable, which will be coming out as soon as we film it. Yeah, or I had, it. Uh, the unfortunate thing is I have dated a lot of girls that have been in similar. I mean, not obviously not exact situations as Jessica Jones, but I've definitely dated girls that have been uh, assaulted Control. and yes. raped and abused, and that PTSD that they cover. It's a real thing. In, is a real thing yep. and you never see it. It's very rare that you see it on TV. Yeah. Um, obviously there are shows that do do it, but not see, in the superhero uh, realm. And, and to take it back to season two, uh, that's, that's what I think makes season two so disappointing. And I, I think I just realized that as you were talking, but like, Season two falls back into the typical TV tropes of, okay, the person's got a drug addiction and dealing with the drug addiction, meaning um, the, the sit, well, not really a sister, but you know what I mean, the um, the blonde. The, the pseudo sister. Trish. The, adop Trish. the adopted yeah. sister, yeah. And, like, you know, there was a drug. I, li I liked, but, but I liked her coverage more than I liked the whole, like, her mother's the villain thing. No, totally. I, I agree, but it still falls into tropes, you know, whereas season one, like you said, it deals with something that's never really dealt with on TV or movies very often. And then, and it was done in a way that's, I feel, having not experienced something like that, not very triggering. And maybe it's something, like you said, we should bring it up on the roundtable and ask, because I'm sure there's, from the sounds of it, I think we're going to have a couple of people that have gone through something like that on the table so hopefully we can ask them but i i think i think it was 
I, season one was just better. It, it's not to say season two was bad. I'm looking forward to season three because to jump back to Daredevil for a second, I was, as we said earlier, I was not overly impressed with season two. I enjoyed it because it's Daredevil and I love Daredevil and I'm enjoying the show and it's awesome. But season three was ridiculous. ridiculous. Dude, season two was amazing because of the Punisher. If you took the Punisher out, it would have been, been bad. Season. Yeah, totally. Would- I agree a thousand percent. The Punisher saved that season. And it, and for not having the Punisher in season three or any cameos for that matter, it really worked. Do you know what I mean? Like season three was good. Yeah. Um, I yeah. have a couple issues with it, but I can't talk about them right now because it would spoil stuff for you. So I don't want to. Yeah, don't do that. I don't want to do that. But speaking of, speaking of spoilers, I'm going to spoil uh, Iron Fist season two. Well, yeah. before you do that, I just want to confirm for you: you were correct. Galaxy Quest is Justin Long's first movie. No shit. I was yeah. that was just a that was just a guess, but no, but you're right. It's his first movie. He the first one he at least he's getting credit for on IMDb. We'll put it that way. Um, you know what's also you know what's crazy is that he also looks a lot like a very young Tom Allen, which is really weird. Yeah, and that may be one of the reasons why he got casted for it. I mean, he's also. In the uh, Kevin Smith world. I mean, he's in Sakamiri, yeah. and he's also yep. in uh, Yoga Hosers, and, he, and he's in Tusk. He, he, he is he's Tusk. He's a walrus, dude. Yeah, he is Tusk. Um, spoilers <laughs> for people who won't ever yeah. watch that fucking movie. You know he played Steve Jobs? In what? A movie called I, Steve from 2013. Oh, is that when they were making all those Steve Jobs movies? They I think so, yeah. Picture, then they made... Is yeah, they really pushed that Steve I, Jobs. I'm like, all right, we fucking get it. He was a I pioneer. I saw the Jesus Ashton Kutcher Christ. one. It was okay. The Ashton Kutcher one was all right. If you love dialogue-driven movies, the one with um, Fassbender is, is that good? Amazing. Is if, it? I want to see that. It, did you ever like the West Wing and all any Aaron Sorkin dialogue kind of shit? I'm sure. I never saw the West Wing, but he did a few good men, didn't he, Aaron Sorkin? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I, I so fucking love, love that movie. I love that movie. If, so you should give uh, Jobs a, a shot. I will. Um, no, I, Steve I'm, Jobs. Jobs is the action picture one. Okay. Um, real quick, because you mentioned he that Justin Long's in the Kevin Smith world, and I knew that, and I knew he's in Yoga Hosers, and I know he plays the the yoga instructor, right? But I don't think I, I ever realized what his name is. Do you know what his name is? Yogi Berra. No, Bear. But it's spelled B A Y E R. Yogi Berra. Yes. That's I've yeah. seen it. I own it. I own as you do too. I know because he was a signed copy. But yeah, that's funny. Anyway, um, yeah, did do Iron Fist because I want to talk about Punisher a little bit and Defenders a little bit, and then um, we have a Marvel couple more movie things to get into. So let's uh, yeah, let's yeah. get going. All right, so without without dragging out the whole, and for for those of you who have not seen uh, season two of Iron Fist, I'm doing you a fucking favor. Oh, okay? and so, we do have a couple. We have a DC thing we should talk about too. Don't let me forget that. Uh, okay, yeah. so I will say Iron Fist season two is actually better than Iron Fist season one, but it I've has one of the most. It has one of the most what the fuck endings I've ever seen. For the season like, or an episode? For the season. And okay. especially since, because I found out it was canceled, and then I saw season two. 
So I'm like, how the fuck are they going to fucking like fix this? So what it is, is we talked about calling wing. So uh, do you remember the character Davos that is like best friends with Danny Rand over in Kung Lung or whatever the fuck it is? I never watched any of the season. So unless it shows up or it's referenced in Defenders, I no, I don't. I'm trying to remember. I, I only saw Defenders once. I'm trying to remember if he's in Defenders. Yeah, I Anyways, don't. I think the only person from Iron Fist in Defenders besides him is the board, I think, of his company. And then that woman you referenced earlier who's kind of like his best friend. His, his best friend who becomes his girlfriend in season two. So okay. what it is is right now Danny Rand is he takes over the protector of the city from daredevil because daredevil uh season two starts with iron fist taking over basically the mantle of the protector of new york because i mean i haven't seen season three of daredevil but at the end of defenders daredevil is presumed dead to everyone else we know he's alive everyone else thinks he's dead well no you don't know he's alive at the end of defender well yeah okay you're right yeah he gets rescued or some shit it's about which is nice they do the ps scene uh for some shows they do not do a, a bonus credit scene during iron fist because i was like what the fuck and i'm with the credits I'm like oh it really just ends like that okay well, that's fucking there weird. is kind of a ps scene because i was reading an article about it it's it leads to the trailer for Daredevil 3, if you watch the last episode and go all the way to the end of the credits, it's the Daredevil Season 3 trailer in the credits. I did. For- it went all. I did. All it did was restart Season 1, and I was like watching it intently, like, okay, this is the next episode. Wait a minute, this is the fucking first episode of the first season. Fuck you, Netflix, for throwing That's me weird. the whole switcheroo. Alright, anyway. Anyway, so he's now, like, taking over, like, the he's, he's fighting all the uh, triad uh, criminal enterprise in like Chinatown and, and New York and all that shit. Right. And he's you. I mean, what one of the biggest complaints that I had for the first season was that he didn't use the Iron Fist enough. I, you know, he is the Iron Fist. He should use the fucking Iron Fist. He says he's the immortal Iron Fist in every fucking episode at least thirty times. In every in every episode, that's why he gets really fucking annoying. He's just like, "Who am I? I am the immortal Iron Fist. Are you I am the protector of Kung Lung. I ch- Season two. I'm talking about season one. Okay, because the thing that I heard the most the most annoying about season one was all the boardroom scenes. There's a lot of boardroom scenes, and the first it starts off with him arriving in New York, looking like a homeless guy. He's barefoot. He's just traveled from the ancient mystical fucking city of but fuck Kung Lun and all that shit. <laughs> so he's been presumed dead for 15 years because he, his plane crashed in the fucking yeah, see, Himalayas or some shit. To me, it just sounds like a mystical version of Arrow. It really is. Okay. And he gets, and he, but he actually gets taken in. He gets, you know, trained by, you know, to be this warrior. And then he gets his power, the immortal fist, the iron fist, um, by beating the fuck out of a dragon. Okay. And I guess hugging the dragon, which like absorbs its essence and power, which right. is why he's got, it's not a tattoo. It's, it's a tattoo, but it's also a burn in his right. skin. He has, right, like, he has right, right. a dragon tattoo on his chest, which is pretty badass. Not going to lie. But the fact that like he beat the fuck out of a dragon or like hugged the dragon to get this power is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, he... 
So he's protecting the city in season two. He's sort of, it's really a sequel to the Defenders. It's a really a throw off from the Defenders, what happened. Well, so is, is, um, I feel like. Luke Cage. Well, yeah, but I also feel like Jessica Jones did a little bit and Daredevil does as well. Like they all really do. I mean, I can't speak for them all because I didn't really watch the other two, but I can say that Jessica Jones and, and uh, Daredevil really do splinter off of the, the, the events of the Defenders well. Not so much as as uh, Iron Fist, because Iron Fist brings back the detective Misty Knight, the one who lost her hand. Or okay, arm. I think she shows up in Luke Cage so too, doesn't she? Season she's, two. She's a main. She's a main figure in Cage. Okay, yeah. From what I've seen so far of season two of Luke Cage, she is dealing with a lot of. So, like, I think the Rand Corporation gives her her cybernetic prosthetic yes i think you're right because i saw i saw that far into luke cage i think so she has a prosthetic like it's not stark tech but it's pretty fucking close by the way real Um, quick you were talking earlier about peter being a genius and setting up his own suit like i seriously want to see like tony shuri and him work together on something I think that would be amazing to see what they came up with, with together. With uh, with uh, Bruce Banner. That'd be good. Yeah, I wouldn't... Uh, yeah, but Bruce would be like, if you're ranking them off, I'd put him at like four. You know what I'm saying? Um, I would say it'd probably be Shuri, uh, Stark, Banner, uh, no, Banner, and then uh, um, Parker. I'd flip Parker and Banner in that list, but otherwise I'm with you. Mm. So, anyway, go ahead. Anyways, um... So Iron Fist is a lot of the show is just him like having this weight of responsibility that like Daredevil just gives him like you need to protect my city. I'm the protector of the city. I'm Kun Lun. And he uses the Iron Fist a lot. So it's like a lot more action oriented. And the actor looks like he actually did some working out because the first season he's supposed to be like this amazing martial artist doesn't have like a impressive looking body. He just right. looks like a dancer. Ooh, yeah, like, he he looked undersized in Defenders, I thought. Yeah, he's very undersized, but he actually got some muscle tone for this one. I think that was a lot of the fans screaming, like, you can't be a martial artist without a six-pack. What's wrong with you? I think there was, um, I think there was a lot of issues with... with there, there was a lot of issues, yeah. uh, in particular the boardroom shit. Um, but I go to the, the, the characters in the boardroom are his old, like, his childhood friends that he basically refers to them as, like, his brother and sister, like they're a family. Yeah. You heard... There's a lot... You heard Bernard's biggest complaint with season two, right? No. Okay, so you watch the season, so you correct any mistakes I may have, but apparently they talk a lot about the dragon under the city in New York. There's no dragon under the city. What's that? There's no dragon under the city. He, But they say they reference it. I'd have to go back. I guess I have to. He basically his thing was like he wanted him to fight the fucking dragon, and he never fights. There's the dragon. no dragon. I well then you you probably need to go back and watch. I think it's the first Fat Man Beyond or the last Fat Man on Batman, but they talk about it, and he. There, you never see the dragon. You never see the dragon. No, you don't. That's the point. That's what I'm saying. Like Bernardin wanted yeah. you to see that, but they reference this dragon that you never see. Yeah, a lot. I don't, I mean, I, at the same time, like, I'll tell you one of the great parts of season two. Yeah. It's 
he has to fight the antagonist who is basically his brother from Kunlun, the mystical city. I think I heard that, yeah. So his name was Davos, and he, like, they were childhood friends. They helped each other when they were training, and then it was ultimately brought down to the fact that they had to fight until one of them yields or dies in order to decide who goes to face the dragon to become the immortal uh, Iron Fist. Okay. And the whole thing is Davos has been raised thinking this is his birthright. And then this kid, Danny Rand, just this white foreigner outcast, is the one who's chosen. Okay, but wait a minute. That basically sounds like a version of Black Panther. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, it's Marvel. Marvel copies Marvel a lot. No, I get that, but that's the thing, like... It'd be like if Joe Monger and and T'Challa were best friends in the beginning. Right, but Jessica Jones doesn't feel like anything else. Do you know what I mean? There's nothing that feels like Jessica Jones or vice versa. Same thing with Daredevil. There's nothing that feels like Daredevil. Like the story. Um... You know, that's probably why, that's probably why they're the most popular ones. We're really being honest. And even Punisher, Punisher, we haven't even touched on that yet. And quite honestly, I think we've given Iron Fist more love than it deserves at this no, point. All right. Let me let me let me give, let me spoil, let me just give you the ending. Yeah, please. Okay. The ending is Colleen Wing. So Davos steals the power of the Iron Fist from finding the right person for the job isn't easy. Just ask someone who hired their personal trainer as a caterer. All right, folks, let's keep this line moving. You there with the tongs. Picking up one Duchess potato at a time will not cut it at my catering table. Drop and give me 50. But if you've got an insurance question, you can always count on your local GEICO agent. They can bundle your policies, which could save you hundreds. Okay, this is what we call the wild mushroom and asparagus dip, dip, and press. Come on, let's get those plates above your heads. For expert help with all your insurance needs, visit geico.com slash local today. Danny. Okay. Like, they capture Danny, they drug him up, they do this whole mystical fucking thing where, like, they they bleed him and then transfer the power. So now Davos has a red iron fist, whereas okay. Danny Rand has an orange. Yeah, yellow. a yellowish, goldish thing, yeah. Yeah. So they be, so Colleen Wing and uh, Danny Rand take it back from him. But Danny Rand says, I am not good enough to take on the mantle of the Iron Fist. It should be you, Colleen Wing. Colleen, you should be the one to So she becomes the Iron Fist. And her glowing fist thing is white. Okay. And she gets like a she gets like a tattoo around her arm and everything. It's actually like that was one of, she's got the, one of the best character developments I've ever seen on on the Marvel shows. It's like holy shit, I'm so happy she's the Iron Fist because if I have to listen to Danny Rand say I'm the Immortal Iron Fist one more fucking time, I will throw my TV at the fucking window. So <laughs> he Danny Rand goes off to go to Asia to like go on a fucking like self help expedition. He brings his friend. Um. Oh fuck! I'm blanking. Uh, I'm blanking on his suit. One of the board member, the douchey like board member dude who was like his uh, his friend when he was a kid. He was just two. There's a brother and a sister. He takes the brother who goes on his own crazy fucking journey throughout the season. The, season two gives a lot of amazing character development. That's the best thing I can say about it. Okay. So it ends with the friend in a bar in fucking Japan, I think, or China. I don't remember. Uh, it might have been Tokyo. Um, and he is talking, he's trying to find out information from like a, a gang member at a bar. And then 
the gang member says, oh, well, I'm not going to tell you this shit. Points to his henchman, who is this huge fucking guy, and just stands up and imposing, like, stands up. The camera kind of pans over. Oh, shit, this guy's really fucking tall. And then the boardroom friend, God, what's his name? Fuck. Um, Ward. That's his fucking name. Ward, which is, fuck that name. Uh, says, okay, well, if you have to deal with me, you have to deal with this guy. Points to Danny Rand, who's sitting at the table, sort of in the back of the room. He stands up. Now, remember I said he transferred the power of the Iron Fist to Colleen. So yeah. theoretically, you should have no fucking power. Both of his hands glow orange. He pulls out two guns, which glow orange. He sh- the henchman shoots at him. Danny Rand shoots two bullets, and they they connect and stop the other guy's bullet in midair. Hmm. And then it ends. And you're like, wait, what? What the fucking fuck? Why does Danny Rand have the power? Why is it in two fucking hands? Why is he using guns? Because that's really not like character set. Right. That's like Batman or Spider-Man using a gun. It's just right. like, what the fuck? And then why of all the ways to fucking end it, are you going to make it the most interesting fucking, like, you know, ending ever? Yeah. And then it ends. And then, like, oh, season three, never going to happen. So, I mean, I really hope they do a Friends for Hire because, oh, boy, that's that's how it ends. Like, it's the most what-the-fuck show uh, ending I've ever seen. Yeah, I... Except for Dexter. Yeah, I haven't watched that either. But I got to tell you, man, like, I... Yeah, I'm sticking to my three, my four of the six. Like, I'm, I'm kind of glad the two got canceled. Like, the only thing that's disappointing about Luke Cage getting disappointed is I think Marvel really missed the boat. They had a real opportunity on something that they, they lost. Because coming off of Black Panther, even though the first season of Luke Cage came out before that, right. and the movement that Black Panther caused, like, they really could have pushed that a lot harder than they did. And I think they could have kept that momentum that they got from Black Panther, you know. But that's their loss. I mean, I hate to say that, but that's 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 the only thing that they really kind of misfired on. And it's probably because the two worlds don't talk to each other. That's the biggest problem with all these shows, Marvel and DC. I'm not even going to pick on one company. Like they need to blend these two worlds together. And we've talked about that before. So I'm not. You, you no, know, no, no, no. You mean Marvel and Netflix? You mean Disney no. and Netflix? No, 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 no. I'm. I, I'm saying both DC and Marvel are doing this wrong. I'm not saying that they oh, should cross okay, over, okay. but I'm saying both these companies are doing it. Like, like Grant Gustin should be the fucking Flash. Ezra Miller was terrible. You know what I mean? In the he same way... I'm still making one. Yeah, I know. And in the same way, like, if you want Daredevil on movies, you should have fucking uh, Charlie Cox. I think that's his name. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah show up and be in there, you know, like, or, or there's no reason why Spider-Man can't show up in Hell's Kitchen, you know, or, yeah, right. Or, or when they're doing spy or like Daredevil couldn't have made like a quick appearance in Homecoming. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying like, well, and, and maybe from a timing perspective, maybe he was already destroyed by the, or flattened by the building. So maybe he couldn't, but you get my point. Like, there's no reason they can't have these things cross over. They don't have to be like least- permanent things, but at least at least throw in Foggy Nelson. Like, say Aunt May something. is, like, getting evicted from her apartment. And she Foggy's, good, yeah. You know, something. Give us, give them a lawyer, for fuck's sake. Can I spoil one little thing for you that will not destroy the season for you at all? Absolutely not. Okay. 
<laughs> All right. <laughs> Sorry. It, no, Sorry. it really. I, I respect that, but it really wouldn't. Like, you'd still have to see uh, how okay. it gets there. But no worries. Uh, but, all right. All right. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, Nelson and Murdoch reform. Okay. Well, I mean, that's. I'll probably still cry. So no, it's um no, it's 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 actually like a really happy moment. It really is. No, like, I, I know. I mean, like happy tears, like happy tears. Yeah, but it's weird. It's it's in the best possible way, but it's weird. <laughs> like, dude, I, I is... gotta throw one little thing. Yeah, where Foggy fucking like confronts uh, Matt about being Daredevil, and yeah. and, and Matt That's is just like scene. in his on his couch and just like beating the shit. And yep. can't even defend himself. He's just like, yeah, yeah. And then, and then that moment, oh god, it's so heartbreaking. Where he's just like, well, then I need to not be your friend. I can't trust you. And you just see, uh, Charlie Cox does it so he's well, so good. Where he's so good. Where he scrunches up his face. Where he's just like, he's just holding back tears because it's the last thing, even though he knows it's coming. He just to hear the words, "I'm not going to be your friend" or "I'm out of your life." breaks my fucking heart and the only thing i can rival it is it looks it, i haven't seen the episode but it looks like that meme where fucking what's his fuck uh J, uh jace vanderbeek from dawson's creek where it shows them all crying and shit you know what i'm talking about that meme uh, i think so yeah yeah, yeah. where it's, it's like it's like 90s kid feels or some yeah. shit where you just like you know want to connect to the internet have to wait 30 minutes and he's just like all crying and shit that's the face charlie cox makes it's just so i mean that is because a lot of actors fall in this fucking realm of when they're being emotional or they're trying to cry, they do that heavy breathing. <laughs> but like the fucking Charlie Cox just did it in one, one facial movement, and it broke my fucking heart. Because we we've, we've all been in situations where friendships don't last, and you really want that shit. Because the friendship between Foggy and Matt is, I mean, I've. Yeah. If I can, if I could, if I could emphasize for one second. Sure. Watching all all the episodes of Daredevil and all the shows that Marvel and Netflix have given us, my all time favorite character is Foggy Nelson. Well, then you're gonna love season three because he's all over that episode. There's so much Foggy, and I mean that in the best possible way because he's really good. I agree with you, but there's a ton Uh, of Foggy Nelson in this episode in this season. A foggy day in Marvel Town. Oh, man. You know who he I is, fu- right? Do you remember what he was in, like where he got his start? That guy, that in, actor? Uh, he was in, uh, yeah, I do. He was in two things that I recognize him from. He was in uh, Butterfly Effect. Okay, I've saw him not once, so I don't remember that he was in it, but I'm not going to argue that fact. Yeah. And he was also in that piece of shit prequel for Dumb and Dumber. There's something else he's in, even more more important, I think. What? He's in the Mighty Ducks. He's the is big enforcer he... guy that's got the eight eight million mile an hour power shot. That's that's Foggy. Oh my fuck! Yeah, that's Foggy. Well, if, if you want to see him do some really great acting, watch Butterfly Effect. He, I've m- seen m- it. Movie. I saw it once. Yeah, he, yeah. he plays the uh, the kid who get, he's the fat kid when they're little, and then he gets he grows up. He's okay. not the other fat guy. He's not Ethan Supley. The guy right, plays no, I, uh, w- w- Willem and. Uh, no, I know who Ethan Supley is. Yeah, Lawrence. I know who he is. Um, no, but he's um, he's the kid from Mighty Ducks, the the big thug kid that that, that can like you know, the one out of ten coach. Remember that? That's, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. No shit. So yeah. what I 
I related to him the most because, and I've talked about this many times. I, I definitely had a lot of low self-esteem and in part, and it's not my friend's fault. It's, is my friend is, has a lot of the qualities of being a tall, good looking guy. He's the silent and really mysterious guy. And I have Michael. to be the Michael. Yeah. I have yeah. to be the short chubby fucking friend. Who's always has to be funny, you know? And I, I you know, I, it was sort of, a, I mean, I love Michael and Michael's a brother to me, but there was a lot of time where I felt like I was in his shadow to the point where people would tell Michael, like, Michael, you should be in movies. You're so good looking. I'm like, fuck you. I'm the one who wants to be an actor. Right. It's bullshit. Right. And I, and I understand Foggy's point of view because Foggy is jealous of, of how good looking uh, Matt Murdock is. He, and he uses it to his benefit. He uses the fact that he's blind as a, as a way of getting girls. He uses it as a way of using his heightened senses to, you know, look impressive. Like, oh, you're going to turn down a law firm with a blind lawyer? Good job. But he's he really is my hero of the of the Marvel uh, shows. I can because respect that. Because he made the most impossible choice, which was to turn down a friend. That is one of the hardest things. Oh, totally. Ever. Totally. And I will give him credit because, you know, Eldon Henson is his name, by the way, just for the given credit where it's due. Um, he is hands down a better Foggy Nelson than John Favreau ever was. And I like John Favreau. You know I like John Favreau. I'm a big John Favreau fan, but he's oh, yeah. a much better Foggy Nelson than. Actually, he doesn't even go by Foggy in, in the movie. He goes by Franklin, his real name, which does get referenced in this season. Um, uh, well, he calls. You talking about the, the were you were you talking about the Favreau one where yeah Favreau only ever goes go, by Franklin he doesn't go by Foggy I don't think he ever calls him Foggy in the movie I thought Matt Murdock calls him Foggy at one point I, I'll have to go back and you're talking about the movie you're about yeah Affleck? yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. Have to, I have to watch it again so you might but I don't think he does but he, you might be right that's not the point the point is that like I feel like. I, I point is I feel like a Eldon played the role better, and B I feel like they did more justice to the character by well, far. Well, they could also flesh out the character. They could also of stretch course. it out. And the other okay, so was, the last thing I'll tell you about season three, and this is not a spoiler in any way whatsoever, is you get some um, backstory on Karen. You get a nice chunk of backstory on Karen Page, which is kind of good. Which I like. I like uh, what they're doing, what they did with the character. And I love the actress who plays her, um, Deborah Wall, and. Yeah. Is it Deborah Ann Wall? Or, Deborah yeah. Ann Wall. Wall. I don't know how you say it. W O L L is her name. Dude, I loved her in True Blood. She was definitely an amazing. Yeah, I didn't character. watch that. So I didn't. Dude, didn't she that. is great. The whole show is great for the most part, but uh, she. Yeah, yeah. Just just, just give True Blood a, a chance. Um, all right, so let's move on to uh, Punisher. Yeah, so Punisher, I mean. There's not a lot to say, but there is a lot to say, if that makes sense. Like, Punisher, Punisher's straightforward. You know, you killed my family, I'm going to fuck you up. That's bottom line what the Punisher is, always has been. Like, that's the character, you know? Um, and 100% then, revenge show, that's all it right, is. Right, and ultimately he goes off to do other things, but, like, the, the, the origin and the base of the Punisher... Like, just to get off the show for a minute, like, I like the Thomas Jane one, the one with John yeah. Travolta. Like, I know a lot of people shit on that movie, and I'm not telling you it's great, but I like that movie a lot. I love that one. Michael and I, we watched that fucking movie so much that he had, we, he had on VHS, 
and the VHS was faltering and like kind of fucking up where we had watched it so many times that with a sound quality fucked up on the tape, we could predict it with like the music. The music is right. very like high pitched, like, nah, nah, nah. and then like, and the tape would go, nah, nah, nah. and we could be like, nah, nah, nah. And we knew what was coming. <laughs> but I, I, I'm right with her with you, man. Uh, in terms of the three Punisher movies that came out, because there was one in 89 with Dolph Lundgren, which was fucking bizarre to watch because it was Dolph Lundgren without the skull logo. I loved that fucking movie, but because it's really the best of the three Punisher films, because there was three. Right. There's, there's that. Right. Go ahead. There's that one, and then there was one '89 one with Dolph Lundgren. Yep. I never saw it, but I heard it was terrible. It is pretty fucking terrible, and the main reason why it's fucking terrible is because he doesn't have a skull emblem. Okay. He he drives a motorcycle. Okay. Well, the motorcycle is not he, a thing. I mean, that's that's okay, I guess, but. But he's pretty known for using a car. He's usually, you know, that's yeah. pretty standard. But yeah, but they also, got Ghost Rider um, using a car now. The latest incarnation of Ghost Rider rides around in like a 77 Charger, I think. Well, whatever. I'm just saying. Um, no, but I he don't. also doesn't have, he doesn't have the, uh, um, he's a New York cop. Wait, was it Lundgren or was that the David Hasselhoff? No, Hasselhoff was Nick Fury, no. wasn't he? Yeah, Hasselhoff yeah, was yeah. Fury. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. So that I mean, it was just just a you can how obviously was, see how was Warzone were, or War Journal or whatever it was. How was that? I don't Warzone, think I saw that. Warzone was fine. I it was not. It was more comic booky than uh, yeah, the, the Tom and Jane one. Okay, uh, comic booky in the sense that like it has like like the villain is uh, is the same villain from the season of Punisher. Uh, it's uh, Billy the Butte. It's um, Jigsaw. Okay. Remember how, he, remember how he tears his fucking face up at the end? Yeah. 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 So in the War, War Zone one, he, his face is fucked up. And they actually like put like horse hide in with his face. So it's like, it's like the same type of comic book uh, feeling with Jack Nicholson's Joker. Okay. When we get like the stitching and the prosthetics, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's not all like uh, Heath Ledger's. It's very it's comic booky, and also right, right, fucking right. Uh, Newman from Seinfeld um, plays um, his weapons handler. Um, yeah, it's I mean Ray Stevenson, who went on to play one of the fucking Vikings in uh, in Thor, Volks Volkstag or some shit. Okay. Okay. He's one. He's he's one of the Warriors Three. He's the fat one, the fat beard. Right, one. right, right. So he plays uh, the Punisher in, in Warzone. Okay. Well, I anyway, I don't want to. I mean, the, and the only bad thing about the Thomas Jane one for me is I I was not a fan of Travolta as the enemy, but I mean it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't. You know. In terms of in terms of Travolta roles, he's really good in that. Yeah, his best role was still hands down Jules, or not Jules, but um. Uh, Vincent. Vincent, thank you. Yeah. But anyway, as far as the show goes, like, I, I love that character. Like, I I got to be honest with you. When I f they first announced the guy, um, John Bern Bernthal, I wasn't yeah. familiar with him. 
at all. Just didn't know who he was, wasn't familiar with him, whatever. And when I first got to look at him, I was kind of skeptical. I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I, I was just, from from a visual perspective, that alone. Although, he, he, he does have some, some Frank Castle qualities about him, so it wasn't completely like, oh my god, no. But I did have some concerns. And I'll tell you, the minute he started, nope. <laughs> they all went out the window. He just, he killed that character. Like, he, he, he buried himself in that character. Like, I, yeah. He deserves so much praise because, and he, he really did his homework. Like, yeah. When yes, it was, an, when it was announced, because he, he's on The Walking Dead. Okay. He plays Shane, who is the, he is kind of, he's the antagonist of season two. Spoiler for those who haven't started Walking Dead. Cloud is powering tomorrow's transformative missions. Federal agencies are partnering with SAIC to help them meet these critical moments, where bold moves require confident blueprints, where you can accelerate transformation through consistency, where you can innovate forward and never look back. SAIC quickly and securely migrates large-scale workloads to the cloud with the confidence you need to assure your mission. Learn more at SAIC.com cloud. You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light. Ow! 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 Ah! Some things never change. Like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. P please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But he is starts out as the best friend, pseudo-brother of Rick Grimes, the, okay. the central figure. And to I, I don't need to go through too much shame, but shame yeah, yeah, yeah. becomes a fucking major, like, like, there's no other way of describing it. He's like a soldier, and, like, the war of zombies is his war. Because he's going through, like, trauma and PTSD, and he becomes jealous because... Rick Grimes is presumed dead in the beginning of the first season. Yeah. And so he has sort of moved on and he's become the protector of Rick's wife and their son. And in, in doing that has been fucking his best friend's wife. Mm. Okay. And then Rick, Rick comes back, takes over the leadership. So now, you know, Shane is kind of like, Oh, well I was a leader. I've been begging your wife. I've been a father to your kid. Now I guess I have to be second fiddle. So you see, and and John Bernthal does the role so damn good, where he is, he conveys jealousy, he conveys rage, but he still is kind of like, hey brother, I'm really happy to have you back. We all lost you, we all missed you. We're happy to have you back. But you know, deep down, he's just like, I fucking, I was, I was king. Now I have to give up my mantle. And, and you get a lot of that double fold thing in the Punisher where he he's just cold you know I don't give a fuck about anybody but he does care do you know what I mean yeah, like he, he, he gives a, he wants to be alone because he doesn't want any casualties around him but he also is lonely because the, the central figure of Frank Castle is that he is a martyr right you know, he's, but I mean, he's dead without being dead right but at the same time the way like he looks after Micro's family do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, and, and that character is not a character I was familiar with at all. 
and he that's is who, that's who I said uh, Wayne Knight plays in uh, that, I forgot the name but Micro. Okay, yeah, I that character in this show in the in the Marvel in the Netflix show is ridiculous. I and I mean that in a good way. Like I liked him. I'm not familiar with the character, so I don't have anything to hold it against. But I thought it was awesome. It was definitely a different interpretation of the character. But what I loved about the Punisher show, including his stint in Daredevil, is that they kept all the classic things but modernized it. Yes. They they made him a soldier above all, which he really is. I mean, he is in, in the comics, but he's also not. He's really an agent or he's like black ops or some shit, but not like Afghan PTSD. Right, which was right. which was a really relatable. Like we talked yeah. about PTSD for Jessica Jones. This is the male equivalent. Oh, totally. Of PTSD. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Punisher is just really the aggressive male macho, um, aggro bullshit that Jessica Jones has. Yeah. Where it's Jessica, Jessica Jones is I was a victim. Where you know, and I have to, and I'm also a woman. I have to come to terms with with being raped. Whereas Punisher is. I already had my demons and then I came home and then my tragedy started. Like I was already battling PTSD when I came home from the war and then my life was ruined when I was trying to get it back. You know, and it's and funny then, because when they had him in the show in Daredevil, I, I liked him. I did, but I was also very skeptical about when I heard they were giving him his own series because he was really kind of one dimensional in the Daredevil do you know what I mean? As I think he needed to be. Like, I'm not, you know, looking hindsight being 2020, I think he had to be. But I was concerned about him doing that on his own. And then <laughs> I got to be honest with you, man, that trailer with Metallica, I was hooked. Well, if we're being honest, he yeah. really was the antagonist of season two. For Daredevil? Dare for Daredevil. Yeah, but he... And but like a backhanded antagonist, if you will. He was, but he was an antagonist who became an antihero. Yeah, yeah, I can, I can agree with that. Yeah, because who, who's the fucking antagonist of Daredevil season two? Well, the hand. See, that's what I'm saying. So you, you know, you stick. need a big bad. It can't just be a corporation. Was or it a group. stick? No, no, it was, it was the Punisher. Or, or Electra, even really. I'm, I, I see. I'm even to the point where, like, all the promo f uh, pictures and posters was like all the characters in the shape of the Punisher logo. Yeah, and no, look, the Punisher. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm with you, dude. I was, I am, and was a huge Punisher fan to the point where I had a Punisher shirt, I, and it I, doesn't fit anymore. I still have a, I, I, all right, real quick, quick backstory on me when Deb and I first met. I was wearing my Punisher t-shirt and it was, it was the fact that I would no, Cause we weren't going on a date. Like it wasn't a planned date. We were in a, in a setting where we just were in the same area, but we weren't like going on a date. And it was a meet cute kind of, it's, it's hard to explain, but anyway, or it's not hard, but it's not worth getting into. The point is it wasn't a date. Like I wasn't going on a date wearing a Punisher t-shirt. We were just kind of in the same area together. And right. what made her want to talk to me and, and keep talking to me was the fact that I was wearing my Punisher t-shirt. Like that drew her to me. Did so she, much do you know the character? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wasn't as familiar with him as I am now because of this show. But yeah, I know him. I, I, I no, 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 no. Did she know the character? Did oh, she yeah. like you because she's a, yeah, because yeah, she's yeah. a fit? Yeah, that's exactly that's what it was. Did you punish her? <laughs> it wasn't, and for her, it wasn't the Punisher per se. Like she knew the character, but she the, she could tell that I was just in that realm, the 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 comic books and and that whole thing, and that's really you know. You were geeky, but you weren't like, like wearing a fucking flasher. Like you were geeky, but I'm dark. I like the dark years. <laughs> yeah, I guess that was it. Right. The next time she saw me, I think it would, still wasn't a date. I was wearing my flash shirt. But anyway, that's another story. But uh, um, I'm saying like that'd be the equivalent of you wearing like a crow shirt or something like that. Which you know, like, I actually think I'm gonna watch when we go to bed. I'm kind of gotten in the mood to watch that now, based on our conversation for some reason. Anyway, um, <laughs> what the fuck? I don't know. Um. Anyway, so. It, I think it's just because it's so close to Halloween too, but it's just that time of year. Um, what? I didn't say anything. I'm, you I'm gave just, me a weird look. I'm my, um, no, I'm looking. I'm looking at Dino. Dino's like nuzzling up against me. You gotcha. Um, yeah, no, that show. The show was great, dude. I, I, I don't know when season two is coming, and I. That's my only thing with season two. Like, what are they gonna do? Like, I don't know how they're gonna. It's gonna what, be Jigsaw. It's going to be Billy the Butte, all okay. fucked up and scarred up. And, and going that way, yeah. Okay. Can but here's the thing. Two, they, that's two seasons in a row of the same, the same villain. Well, they brought back Kingpin. Yeah, but there was a gap. I mean, Kingpin shows up in season two, but not like he does in this one, and not like he did in the first one. Right, but, but when he did show up in season two... That was amazing. That part yeah. where he fucking like strangles Murdoch in the uh, prison. Yeah, that's true. That was. I mean, we, we started the, this up. Doesn't he fight the Punisher at some point too? I thought he fights. I think he, Castle. No, I think the part the Punisher. Well, he, he. I think he has an intense scene where he's like lifting weights and shit. But this, the Punisher goes through a whole fucking hallway. He has his own hallway fight scene. Yeah, it's not prison, as good. Uh, it's hallway. not as good as that Daredevil one from season one. That hallway fight that, scene might be oh, one of the best man. fight scenes I've ever seen ever. <laughs> that is that is easily one of the best uncut. Like it's like if Scorsese oh, so filmed God. a fucking fight scene. So amazing. Um, Kevin Kevin Smith has said he's gone back and literally just rewound that scene like four or five times in a row. Just watch that. And you scene. know, I got to give credit to the season two hallway scene for Daredevil because there's a he, there's one for him too, or is it Defenders? It's one of the two. I think it's, it's Defenders. It's like, where it's all it's four one, of them. Yeah, I think it's in Defenders. So you're thinking of, but there, there, there's one where Daredevil like attaches like like he tapes shit to his hands or some shit, or he's got like he, you know what I'm talking about. Like he's got yeah. like a. I think that's the Defenders. I think okay. I'm pretty certain that that's the Defenders. That was pretty good, too. It was, it was, but that first one. Because it's such a dark scene, too, in, in the first season. Like, the Defenders one's a little more... And when I say dark, I mean lighting. Like, in the first, in the Defenders, it's it's in the... I think it's in the Rand Corporation building. Or yeah, it's, and it, all, all the lights are all fucked up, and it's got, like, the security lights were all, like, red or some shit. In the Defenders? Yeah. Yeah, it's a little more lit up. Where the best part of the Defenders, the best scene in Defenders, and it's not a fight scene, is them in the Chinese food restaurant sitting around that table talking. And I know normally talking scenes are bad, but that one was really good. 
I disagree. I'm a huge fan of a good talking scene. I love dialogue. No, I, I am too, but I'm saying I know they're generally viewed as bad scenes, like the boardroom scenes in, in Iron Fist. But like I'm saying, in that one, I, it's amazing. I will say one of the highlights of The Defenders is when Iron Fist fucking punches uh, Luke Cage in the face. And you can tell it's the first time Luke Cage has been punched in the face in a yeah. very long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There, there's a part where in the first, um, I want to say the first episode of Luke Cage, or even, it might it might have been when he showed up in Jessica Jones, because Luke Cage shows up in yes, the he does. first season of Jessica, yep. of Jessica Jones. Someone punches him in the face, and you it's slow-mo, and you see the hand just break and just get, like, distorted. and that You could obviously tell that Luke Cage had never been punched in the face right. for a long time. And so, so whatever, whatever it was, if it was Jessica Jones or defenders or whatever, the, it wasn't defenders, but it was either Luke Cage or Jessica Jones. He gets punched in the fucking face and it's slow-mo where a guy's hand just like just shatters, gets, shatters, right? yeah. turns into dust inside. And then they recreate the same scene where iron fist punches him. And, and it, then you see the yeah. slow motion where like <laughs> Luke Cage's face, it's like, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> um, and you could tell that was like, like a rude awakening for Luke. Um, so that was a highlight of the defenders. But back to the Punisher dude, dude the the prison fight scene where he just annihilates like twenty fucking dudes. yeah, and he's wearing that white Did jumpsuit. You- so by the time he's like, it's over, he's like covered in blood. Yeah, but did you notice the blood on his chest? It almost makes his skull. Yeah. It's the skull. Yeah. yeah. So it was the first, that was the more or less the first incarnation of the skull. And, and, and then, kind of, oh, well, go ahead. I love the fact that, like, his skull emblem is a x ray of his own skull. Is it? I don't remember that. I'm pretty, it was, he found, like, because wasn't he shot in the fucking head or some shit? No, I'm looking at a picture of it's It's definitely a painted skull. It's a painted skull, but he goes into his like fucking uh, weapons barracks or some shit, and then he like gets the um, there's an X-ray photo of the skull, and then he like makes the design based on that. It's like his, his own skull or some shit. There's him in the thing with the skull, not the prison scene, yeah. but yeah. But there's a there's a thing where it's like an X-ray, and that's sort of the beginning. I mean, dude. One of my only things that I, one of one of the things I wish they kept was he has a beard in the first couple episodes of the Punisher show. Yes, he does. And he immediately shaves it, and I'm like, motherfucker, you're in hiding. A beard would help you stay in hiding. Once he shaves it, everyone's like, oh, it's it's fucking what's his fuck? It's Frank Castle. And that's one of the things I I loved about the first couple episodes. Like, he's trying to just live a normal life. And he's working at that construction site, remember? And he's just breaking the wall down with the sledgehammer. And that's all he does all day is break that wall down. Yeah, that's him. But that's also a metaphor of him breaking the walls that are surrounding him. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. But I'm just saying, like, that was, you know... I, I, yeah, that I, was just, a, I gotta rewatch it. I only watched the, the season one time. I gotta, I gotta rewatch season two of, of uh, Daredevil. That's my next question: Is should I rewatch Defenders before I watch um, season three? No, you remember what happens at the end of the Defenders? We talked about it. You were talking about it earlier. If you remember that, you're fine. Okay. Yeah. 
it's just not All right. it's not important. The only thing I'll say about Punisher, the last thing I'll say is like and I I'm still not sure how I feel about it. Like I like it but I don't like it. But he gets fucked up a lot in that show. Like he gets fucked up a lot. Almost to the point where he shouldn't be walking. He should right. he should have died. Like, like three if, times. For, <laughs> for just being a man with some amazing training, he should have died a while back. Right. I mean, he's got some people that help him, but still, like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'm not that. That that's really the only like complaint that I have. You know what I mean? Otherwise, it's it's pretty spotless. So. One of the things that Michael and I love when we were watching it is that he does this roar. Yes. Where like yes. towards the end, when he is like, remember he's uh, handcuffed to the chair, or some shit, and. Yep. Uh, and uh, Billy shoots the handcuff or whatever and lets him go free. And then he fucks up that dude who was torturing him. And yeah. then he knocks he knocks him down. And he's got his little fucking uh, shiv or it's a knife or whatever the fuck. Right. Or razor, whatever the fuck it is. And he yeah. he does he does two motions. He he roars, which is I think his like like his berserker mode where yep. because he uh, in that, Beat me to it. I wasn't going to use the word berserker, but that's basically it. I, that's when you know the shit's going to go down. When that roar comes it, out, you're dead. <laughs> it's like it's rage mode. It's yep. like whenever you play a video game and you get that like rage mode, it's like yep. everything's red and you're unlimited health for a minute. And you're just yep. like, that's what he does. Yep, that's so, <laughs> that's exactly it. You're absolutely right. And he just he that's when he goes ape shit and just fucks everybody up. Yeah, but he does this movement where he stabs the guy normal like one. Two, three, and then in the middle of it, he goes <clears throat> like stabs him really quick, like like yeah. I love that. That is, that. that is all Burnthal. That's like one, two, three, fuck you, six, seven, eight, nine. Like <laughs> holy shit, where'd you get that burst of energy, dude? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he fucking sticks his thumbs in the guy's eyes. Yes, he does. Yep. And you're watching this shit. You're like, this is Disney. What the fuck? Well, I mean, it's it's the most graphic of all of the series. Would you think of the? I mean, four apart, or five apart from that sex scene with fucking Luke Cage and no, Jessica I mean, Jones, it is the most. I know, but graphic. I mean, there's sex graphic and then there's violence graphic. Well, I meant violent it, graphic, but yeah. Oh, dude. I, Although, look, and this, there's not as much violence in Daredevil season three, but it's on par with Punisher in terms of the graphicness of it. It's Daredevil went darker. If that was possible, it went darker in the best. It possible already started way. out dark. That's what I'm saying, and it gets darker. Like, th dude, this this season, you could watch season one, watch Daredevil, watch season three, watch season one Daredevils, watch Defenders, and watch season three, and never watch season two. And the only thing you'd be confused about is where the Punisher fits in. Right. Because that's really how it boils down. You know? Like, it... Oh, so good. Sorry. I, I, I just... I, I wanted more. I got 13 episodes, and I wanted more. Well, anyway, it's, like I said, it's, it's dark, man. It's just... If you get the chance... Shit. Anyway, let's let's move I'll, on because it'll, some... it'll happen. Don't worry. Oh, I just I'm got sure other shit I need to see first. I need to watch Halloween. You need to watch Halloween. We got 
I just guarantee you I'm going to get some what the fuck texts as you go through it. I'm pretty certain I'm going to get a couple of those. Like, oh, they're probably. not mind-blowing what the fuck, but they're just like, you know, like, holy shit kind of things. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Nothing too, too crazy. Um, anyway, there's uh, some Marvel movie stuff we should talk about since we're on Marvel anyway. Um, we've, we've been through the movie, so we're not going to beat that to death. But let's start with the fact that, because um, we were talking about the roundtable earlier, Black Widow's mm-hmm. finally getting her own solo movie. She's getting her own movie, finally. Which in my opinion, is like five years too late. But I'm not saying they shouldn't do it, but they should have done it five years ago. Agreed. Like right around, the, right around the time of the first Avengers, like after first Avengers is probably the window in which they should have done it. Because that scene in Avengers when she's talking to the Russians and Coulson calls her to, mm-hmm. to bring her in to go get um, the Hulk. Later. And she... She goes, I'm in the middle of an interrogation. This guy's giving me everything I want. And they like laugh at her. And he yeah, says, she, well, you she's know, like, I'm working. Right. And but then she says flat out says in front of them, these guys, I'm in the middle of an interrogation. These guys are giving me everything I need. And they laugh at her. And then he goes, Barton's compromised. She goes, hold on, drops the phone and kicks the shit out of them from a chair. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like that, that needed to be done. You know, like they needed to do real quick. What did you think of her as a blonde in Infinity War? I don't think we talked about that. I mean, the only thing I can think about that makes sense is that she's in hiding, and a hot redhead is always kind of sticks out. True, but okay, because they didn't like it. it I'm not. I wasn't overly fond of it, but you know, I just kind of said, "All right." I mean, it's not the end of the world. I was just curious, but anyway, um, she's finally getting it. For that character, I would have gone made her black haired. Yeah, and I'm so we we talk on this show quite a bit about we've had enough about origin stories. We don't need more origin story movies, and we refer to that mainly when it comes to characters we know the origins on: Spider-Man, Batman, you know, to a lesser degree, Superman. We don't need another origin movie. Right. I kind of want this to be an origin movie. Like, if they don't do it, I'm not going to be mad, but I kind of want that. Because when they touched on it a little bit in Age of Ultron, it really intrigued me. Like, I'd like to see more of that. I have a feeling they might be reluctant of doing that because of that movie Red Sparrow that came out because it's Mm. very similar. True. I think they'll they'll probably keep to the flashback form. Um, I don't think it'll be a prequel. What I really am more curious to see is... What if it? What if it shows her first mission in flashback of Ooh. her in Budapest with Hawkeye? What if that's their first oh, mission? Yeah, that'd be even if it's not the first mission, just to center around that because they talk about that a couple times in different parts of movies. Like it comes up in Civil War, it comes up in the first Avengers movie. Like they've talked about that a couple times. That Budapest mission. Well, no, it only comes up in Avengers, but they do talk about, like, we're still friends, right? It's more, but Budapest only comes up once in Avengers. I thought it came up in Civil War, too. No, just once. And she's like, you know, he's like, this is just like Budapest. Like, you you and I remember Budapest very differently. Where, I mean, to be fair, it's not going to be a, it probably will not be a superhero movie in in the sense it will have, like, a big bad superhero, yeah. super villain. Yeah. It'll probably be that. It'll probably be the equivalent of like an espionage movie. It's a spy without movie. a big bad. Yeah, it's, it's a spy a, movie. It's yeah. not going to be. There's not going to be a big villain. It's not going to be this. But you could probably have a little bit of flashback, and you could. 
I mean, the, it brings to the next question is, should Hawkeye have his own solo film? Um, because you could combine the two characters into one movie. Well, and maybe they do that and we just don't know it. Because that would be something Marvel would do. It would be something they would do. And I know there's a lot of Hawkeye fans, which I I mean, hey, I'm, I'm a fan of anybody being a fan of anything geeky. But Hawkeye was never my... I mean, especially the first Avengers. He's just so... He's really know, dismissible in that movie. I hate to say it, but he really kind of he's, is. He's great in Age of Ultron. He redeems himself yeah, in Age of Ultron. Totally. Especially with his wife like, and kids. And that scene with um, Wanda in the building when he's like, we're fighting these robots and I've got a bow and arrow. Like, I know I'm butchering the, the, the speech, but you know what I'm talking yeah. about? Like, that scene was awesome. Um, I, I'd be okay with Let me ask you something. We've talked about the character before when we were talking Deadpool, and I don't think I asked you this, and I should have, because you said in the comic he's deaf. Yeah. Do you think, are you okay with the fact that he's not in the movies? Does that matter? I think it's fine in the beginning if him not being deaf. I think they should make him deaf. You think, think at some point he should be, lose his I, hearing? I, I think there should be a giant fucking explosion that fucks up his hearing you know, they could still give him a hearing aid for him to talk, and for him, but they, there needs to be right. some tragedy for the character. The only tragedy I can think of is that he doesn't get snapped, but his family does, and it happens in front of him. Right. What if? What if? What if he got snapped, and something in the in the comeback causes him to lose his hearing? Uh, then that just that muddles the whole thing because then you you'd have so? to add other characters. Other okay. characters might have fucks up fuck ups as well. I think you just go go plain and simple, big fucking boom. Maybe Thanos like you know smacks him on either side of his ears. Yeah, and that causes like that. eardrums to burst or some shit. Yeah, have him scream in agony and and then have like Black Widow run over and help him and have him be out of commission. And then like at the end of him, it's it's him deal with the fact that he can't hear and he relies on his hearing as all of his senses. But that might, I mean, I, I, I don't know. It's, I think for character's sake, they have a lot to explore with having a deaf character yeah. because Hawkeye is like a hero to the deaf community. Sure. Um, sure. Which, you know, it doesn't matter what disability you have. If you have a disability, there is a Marvel character you can lapse onto. Yeah, well, I mean, um, just like Daredevil for the the blind community for the for the blind and and um, which I love the fact to not go back to Daredevil too much, but I love the fact sure. that it's the first show where they give a description, like an audio description, as you watch it for blind people, it explains what's happening, so you don't miss anything. And Daredevil right. was very conscious of doing that. Um, all, and to the point, the woman who plays Karen, her boyfriend is has a disease where he's losing his eyesight. Yeah. So she's really like a huge part of like that disease and being aware of her blindness and blah, blah, blah. And he, he, she invited – because he's a massive Daredevil fan. So when she got the role, he like explained everything to her all about who Karen is and, and he gave her all his comics. And he showed up at the premiere as Daredevil. Oh, like, awesome. he was just like, that is such a fucking sweet thing. Just like, it is. Hey, babe, hey, baby, you're coming to the premiere with me. He's like, I'm going to dress as Daredevil. She's like, yeah, but you can wear a suit. And tie. He's like, fuck that. I'm going as Daredevil. Daredevil, yeah. 
That is awesome. That's um, such a that's such a geek thing, and 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 she's a star. He's a he's he's a nobody. He's not a he's not an actor. Yeah. He's just an average Joe. Just lucked the fuck out. Ooh, yes, he did. Um, Too bad he can't see her. Oh, you we we see plenty this season. Anyway, um, oh really? Um, more than you have in the past. We'll put it that way. Let's Woo! not get too crazy about it. Right. Um, in any event, going back to the the Black Widow thing, um, I the the big news coming out of that is not that she's getting the movie, although that is important. Is that she's making fifteen million for this movie, which to put in perspective. It's not because it's the same amount that um, Chris Evans and Chris Hemsworth made for for both their movies. For their first films. Uh, no, Thor: The Dark World and Winter Soldier, I believe. That's just what I'm saying. It seems a little low. She has Scarlett Johansson already had Stargard before she joined the Avengers. It just seems a little low, especially since fucking what Downey got forty million or some shit. Hold on, I'm, I'm looking up. Right now, because maybe maybe I misheard. I mean, I don't know. I I mean, first off, good for her for getting her own solo movie. Again, no, it was it's one five. Fifteen, okay. one five. But what did she get for Avengers? Uh, well, let's, let's, what did she get for uh, Infinity War? If, if um, it says I'm looking to see if it says that, but go ahead for a minute while. I mean, again, good for her for getting her own solo film. It was definitely. Five years to eight. They should have released. They should have made it right after Age of Ultron, right after they did that whole little flashback, like her as a ballerina and some shit. Um, because that's when we're like, "Ooh, that's interesting." It should have been before Red Sparrow, just so you could cancel out Red Sparrow. Yeah. And be like, fuck you, Red Sparrow. We don't want to. We don't need you now. Um, it also it kind of feels like they're taking, like they're just kind of riding the coattails of Wonder Woman. Which kind yeah. of is how I feel about Captain Marvel. I mean, we we talked about it a couple episodes back, but Captain Marvel, the trailer, which is really underperforming, especially since Brie Larson was like tweeting about like, hey, ready to break the internet? And you're like, you didn't break shit. You didn't even break my concentration. Like, I mean, you broke, I mean, that's okay. I, I, I take that back. They did break my concentration. I was kind of like, all right, I'm not really into it. It's, I'm glad. I'm glad it's being fucking made. But I liked I liked it more than a lot of people. A lot of people were bitching about how Brie Larson is like has about as emotion as C three PO, but um, I mean physically, not not emotional, not uh, right. verbally, because C three PO is all verbal emotion. But uh, that's the other word. Um, I think I think uh, I think they could do a Black Widow movie, but I think it really should be a Widow Hawkeye team up movie. I think it should be a buddy cop kind of film it should be the fact that it shows flashbacks of them of her being a villainess and him saving her and like his, his when they meet his whole thing was he was sent to kill her and then he chose not to and and redeems her and brings her to shield and then she switches sides okay i'm sorry i'm not trying to get change the subject but i have some info here on on the numbers so I'm finding some conflicting stuff. I found one report where it says she's making 25, but that's only a report that's saying that. So I don't know that I buy that one. But here's what it says. It says that she's making 15. I was right. And that um, it's equal to what Chris Evans and Chris Hemsworth made for Infinity War. 
and also what they got each for Captain America Civil War and Ragnarok. And in, and so they've made 15 million per movie over the last two or three movies they've each been in. She right. wasn't she didn't make that. Now, she's making that right now um for the next one. Uh, da, 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 uh, you know what I, you know what I bet it is. What's that? I bet she's getting. I bet she's getting ten million for Infinity War Part Two, which it's probably going to be Infinity. It's probably going to be Avengers Annihilation, is what the rumored title is going to be. Um, well, so that'll be that twenty-five. It'll okay, be a combination so, of, of Infinity of Avengers Four and then Black Widow. Well, maybe because she only. All right, so that gets to the next part sir, part of the story because I was reading it. Um, where did it go? Da, 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 da. Hold on, I just lost it. Shit. So Downey made 50, 50 million, like you said. Um, but Chadwick Boseman only made two million for Black Panther. Believe it or not, I don't two think two million. Yeah, he only made he only made two million for Black Panther. Um, but they say he'll make a significant increase for the second one, of course. Brie Larson's only getting five for Captain Marvel. That's so. because she's an Oscar winner. That's why. What's that? That's because she's an Oscar winner. That Oscar like automatically gets you minimum like five million. But she's only getting five. That's my point. Like it feels low. But I'm saying if she if she wasn't an Oscar winner, they'd probably pay her one. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Um I mean yeah, if they could pay her really less, saying. they would. That's the only thing I'm seeing here though. Um I got to share my screen with you for a second, but you keep talking if you have something you want to say. But it, the point is, she's making as much as the Chris's, and I think that's important. You know, from a from an equal opportunity thing for women, I think that's a really thing that needs to be done, and I'm really kind of happy that's happening. I'm. I mean, I'm right there with you. I'm glad she's at least getting equal fucking pay. I think she should get at least get some fucking. You know, I mean, you know, look, we're bitching about people that are richer than us getting more money than we'll than, ever see. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, wait, yay. I mean, look, you and I would do un like really questionable things for a million dollars. Do some you questionable know? things for a hundred thousand right about now. Dude, um, dude, I would do shit for about a grand. Like yeah, I need a little more than that, but I hear you. Anyway, look at this real quick. Okay. Oh, the uh, evolution of her fucking yes, hairstyles. that's my favorite right there from Winter Soldier. Oh, the, the long one, yeah, 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 the, yeah. Mm. And that's from that scene mm. we were talking about earlier. Yeah, that's a, that's Avengers. And then that's Civil War. Um, you know, you know where I, I would. It's funny we're talking about her because I just saw her in a movie that I've seen before, but I hadn't seen in a while, and I forgot how good she's in it. Good she is in it, um, and that's Lost in Translation. With Bill Murray, you know, I never finished it. I got so fucking bored with that. Movie. It's it's a weird movie and it is a hard watch, but it to me falls in that conversation we had about dialogue earlier because it's a to me it's a dialogue driven movie. There's a lot of things that go on, but it's really about the dialogue and the interaction between those two characters. I think so. it's just most likely that I'm just not a huge. I'm not. I never jumped that Bill Murray train. Oh, I'm not that either. I just think it's a good movie. I just really enjoy that movie and that. That interaction with those two, I should give her a shot. You know, I, uh, I recommend to Black, it. To Black Panther hair, I loved, and I say la la loved <laughs> her fucking hair in Iron Man two when she's first introduced. 
I uh, fucking yeah, I hear you, but give me the other one. Give me uh, Winter Soldier. Um, well, look, I love them all except for the Avengers Infinity War one. I mean, even I loved... it wasn't that bad. It was just such a departure from everything else. It just seemed odd. Um, Platinum Blonde, where at that point, just call her White Widow. Yeah. Um, in the same speaking, same what? Go ahead. Speaking of fucking insect-like superheroes, we weren't though. Well, Black Widow. Uh, well, all right, that was a bad connection, but go ahead. We got to talk about Ant Man the Wasp. Yeah, we do, and we don't need to go through the whole movie because, all right, comparatively speaking, meh, it was okay. Now hold on, Stephanie has not seen it, so Stephanie. Spoilers. Just just stop the episode right now because we're like this is probably gonna be the tail end of the episode. So Yeah. And let's 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 save Anna the Watch for the tail end so she can fucking listen to everything else except this. Well, I think there, I think that's where we are. I don't think there's much else to get into. I think this is this is really it. We're on the home stretch. Well no, you said you said you want to talk about something about DC. DC. You said remind me something about DC. Yeah, I don't remember what it was about. God damn it, CJ. <laughs> DC. Oh, oh, Ruby Rose is Batwoman. The pictures are her oh, from the. the... I, wanted to talk about, I, I wanted. I just thought about like two minutes ago, so I was gonna bring that up. But yeah, glad you already thought about it. That's that was the DC thing, yeah. Because I've started watching. So all three of the four shows are back. Uh, fourth one premieres this coming Tuesday, I believe it is. Legends of Tomorrow. With Constantine, which I'm super excited about because I love Constantine, the character. I've always been a fan of that character. So yeah, I'm he's excited good, about that. Like, the he's plays really good. Yeah, he's really good. I didn't watch that show Constantine on CBS. I got to be honest with you when it came out, but I, I, I have been a fan of that that character. Um, yeah, I didn't either, but I loved him on Arrow. Yeah, loved him on Arrow. Uh, I think he shows up on Flash for one episode too, doesn't he? I think. I don't. I, I might be wrong. I'm anyway, so, I'm so far behind on Flash. Oh, you need to catch up because it left turn. It is turn. so hard to catch up on every fucking show, man. I mean, there's some good TV out there. I'm really behind. Well, I'm telling you right now, next year, one, I don't know when yet, but I'm taking off 10 days from work. I'm not going anywhere, not doing anything specific in terms of like vacation or whatever. So we might get three episodes in then. So just so you know, we're going to... I'm going to have a whole lot of time on my hands. Well, you're so. taking off time. And yeah, all right. I'm all for it. We got um, Ruby Rose anyway, Batwoman. What's that? Yeah. So I've only seen the still shots, but I got to tell you, man, it looks it looks authentic. It looks good. I'm really excited about it. I'm super excited. I love the fact that they cast a lesbian to play a lesbian character. That yep. is... That, that is. Even though she took a bunch important. of shit on online for not being a lesbian and she was like what i came out like four years ago <laughs> or whatever she's it was like, like i yeah, might have my like, time wrong to the point where like she she originally stems like i think her first acting stint is orange is the new black right i've heard that i've never saw it but yeah she, yeah she shows up as like what a new inmate probably in, like season fuck i don't care um <laughs> Where she like becomes a new love interest to the main character, which is easily the most boring fucking character, even though the show's centered around her originally. Um, she becomes like this like tattooed Australian, like I'm butch, but I'm really like really pretty um, love interest. Where 
she's frequently ref- she's frequently referred to as Justin Bieber. Okay. She she has like a weird like Justin Bieber look. So she. Yeah, but she's not as much of a cunt. That's for sure. Well, Justin Bieber even fucking like obviously has a huge, massive crush on her. And I think is just not like getting the fact that she does not play his fucking field. Yeah. Well, he's he's married now anyway, but, you know, which is really weird to acknowledge. Yeah. Well, you know, the reason why I called him a cunt was because of Babylon. He is a cunt. He is, but he's a. He's a fucking cunt. You know what I wish they they um they still did was the uh, Chelsea Handler Award. They don't do that anymore. I think I think Ralph relented because he like when Trump got elected, like she went on a whole fucking like tearful like she did. I remember that. Like, and I think he was just like, look, we're we're mortal enemies. I understand. I, I he's like I actually have like a I finally had a human connection with Chelsea Handler. Okay, and he I doesn't have to call it that, but he should still do the award. He could change the name of it or something. But I still would like to just see the award. Uh yeah. I, you know, I, anyway, that's not the point. I um. So here's Batwoman. here's the picture of her as Batwoman. It looks fucking amazing. It does. I'm 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 really excited. I'm not as familiar with the character of Batwoman as some of the other Batman characters, but I, I do know enough to know that it looks accurate. If I remember correctly, I think she's Bruce Wayne's cousin. I don't think so. Uh, who mean, am I thinking of? I mean, I thought she was his cousin. Um, But one of the things oh. I heard Kevin talking about is that they apparently, because, you know, he just came back from shooting Supergirl. Yeah. Not too long ago. And apparently, what they do have, um, no, according to this, Kate Kane has no relation to Bruce Wayne or Batman. She's just some woman who had motivation to become a crusader. All right, well, I was wrong. Um, anyway, he so he's got a little bit of inside info on this, and apparently, Berlanti's been given full use of the Rogues Gallery. Really. Yeah, I think with the exception the- with the exception of the obvious, were the Batman Rose Gallery. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Did you see the two uh, promo things I saw for the Arrowverse? One was it shows the Supergirl Superman in the well, black and silver costume. No, I haven't seen that, but I think that's going to be in that episode we're talking about. It looks very like CW. It looks just like okay, like it could have looked. I mean, what if we're all being honest? What we all wanted was to see Henry Cavill have that costume with the beard right. and the mullet and everything. Never got it. They filmed it. We never got it. And now this uh, Tyler Hoken, Ocean. I like or, him as Superman, though. He does really well. He does really well, but that he, it looks super bland. It just looks, it just looks, it just doesn't look good. Um, I mean, I, I, you know, I don't know that I agree. I got to be honest with you. I'm talking about the. I'm talking about the black suit costume. Is what I'm talking about. Well, hold on. I think I'm finding a picture of it now. It's just loading. Uh, the other thing that I saw, no, no, there's more. So this is the other thing I was going to talk about. There what is a the- crossover. Where yeah yeah where Arrow is uh the 
was the Flash, and fucking uh, Barry is the Arrow. Yeah, and then you got Superman back there. By the way, is that not one of the weirdest fucking things you've ever seen? Where you're just like, God damn it, Barry, what did you do this fucking time? Right, yeah, that's not what this is, apparently. Um, I gotta tell you, real honestly, like, so are, are you seeing this this suit that, yeah. I mean, we're, you're seeing it on Stephen Amell, but you're seeing the suit, right? Yeah. That's the suit the Flash wears this season. Looks really bright. It is. It's super bright. It's it's more comic Flash than it's been to this point. And Dude, I kind of don't like it. It looks really like do you did you ever watch the early nineties Flash? Like I never yeah. watched it, but like the one where Mark Hamill Oh like, no, I never saw that. I, yeah. I've never seen that. That's, but. that's what it looks like. It looks like that bright color. I mean, honestly, it looks very comic book accurate. It just it, it, doesn't, does, it, doesn't but any, I, it doesn't have any muscle definition. That's what really kind of throws me off. That I didn't care about. I just liked when it was the red, the darker red. I thought that was a good, good look for it, you know. And but, I, but, but not to the darker red where it looks like fucking Ezra Miller's Flash. Well, it that, it was that yeah. dark red, but it was more of a material and not like a set of armor. That's the difference yeah. between Ezra Miller's and and Grant Gustin's because like his looks like a almost it his looks like almost a, like Daredevil from the movie. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's what Grant yeah. Gustin's looks like. Whereas, yeah, but Ezra Miller's looks like it was made by Stark Tech. It looks real, yeah, that's what real I'm ma- saying. His looks like a set of armor. Yeah, yeah, whereas, that's what I'm saying. I like, I like, but I like the season one, season two flash suit as opposed to this one. Because it jumps out the ring, too. It's, it's, well, okay, it doesn't every time. It did once, and now... They don't know how to get it back because they found it. They didn't. Um, what's his face? Cisco didn't make this. He found. They found the ring, and they popped it out of the ring. And I don't now know they what the fuck you're talking about. Oh, I'm trying not to spoil too much of the season, but in this All season, right. they find the ring because, like in the in the comic books and in the cartoons, a Flash keeps his suit in a ring that he can pop the suit out of the ring at any time and jump into the suit. That's how he had, carries his suit around. All right, well, one ring to rule them all. Uh, did you find the fucking um, the black suit? You didn't find no, it. No, I didn't see that. Hold on. It's it exists. Well, you had me looking up a bunch of stuff, and I got stuck. Um, but let's we got off of this. Um, we need to get into. Wait, wait, wait! Supernatural star Jensen Ackles spot on Arrowverse crossover. Like, what the fuck is he playing? Maybe that maybe they're in Supernatural's world. Dude, what if he's playing a grown-up Robin? No, because they're doing their Titans thing. He'd be he'd be a good up. He'd be a good. You know, he does the voice of uh, Red Hood and under the Red Hood. So maybe he's playing Red Hood. It's finally gonna go full circle. Oh fuck you! No, Jensen Ackles. Fuck you. What? I'm just pissed off. Like, put put Jensen Ackles in the fucking Arrowverse. Make him Red Hood or make him the villain. He's a well, great yeah. motherfucker. Don't just be like visiting the set and get our fucking hopes up. Well, right now we still see you're not you're so far behind. I don't want to ruin anything, but shit. Well, all right, man. I only got so much fucking time. I waste I wasted my my bullshit on watching fucking Iron Fist season two. I guess. We'll put it this way: there's a there's an arrow. We don't know who it is. Was another fucking arrow? Yeah. Oh Jesus! 
Um, no, it it fits the story this time. But anyway, um, so the right, point of the really point of the beginning of this is Ruby, Ruby Rose is going to be Batwoman. It looks pretty accurate. We're going to get Gotham on TV in a different way than the Gotham show, which I actually like. But that's another conversation. Well, that brings up the question: Should Batman, Batman, be on the Arrowverse? Should he be? Yes. Will he ever be? No. He could. Think, I mean, super. In theory, Superman was never going to be on Supergirl, and yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, and, and I also heard that they're going to make a spinoff Superman show. Well, and I, I hadn't heard that, so that'd be awesome if they're using this guy. That's the key. Um, that's it. It's going to be Tyler Poachin. Okay. Well, then, yeah, it would be good. Here's what I think about Batman. Do I think we're going to get Batman in, in that world? Maybe, but I don't think you're going to get it till Gotham's over. And Gotham's last season is this season, so I think you yeah. have to wait till Gotham's over. I agree. Um, but I think you're going to get, from what I'm hearing, you're going to get Batman on the small screen for the first time since 1966 this year. So that's exciting. For probably one, for probably like one second. I don't care. <laughs> you know, actually, I would be really okay with Jensen Ackles. Being like a year one Batman. What if he's Gordon? He kind of looks like Gordon. No, fuck that. I'm, I'm so sick and tired of the origin Gordon. I want Batman. No, I'm, but I'm saying if they're going to be in Gotham for a crossover episode, which is where we're going to get Ruby Rose, what if God, What if he just shows up? Oh, one? I see what you're saying. Um, well, is Batwoman in Gotham or is she in the city? Just yes. like girl? No, it's Gotham. Oh. They're going to Gotham. Oh, yeah. um... Yeah, I'm okay with that. But I'd rather him. I'd rather. Oh God! What? I want. I want a bat. I want a Batman show where he's not a fucking kid. I'm sorry. I like Gotham. I want. I do. But... I, I like Gotham too. But like honestly, Gotham was only great because the fucking kid playing Joker. No, I liked it before that. But I I can see what you're saying. He's doing really well. Um, he did a great job. I mean, he's. That first episode where at the end where he reveals like he's the fucking Joker. Yeah. Like where he, like he's just like, my mother was a whore. You're like, oh, shit. Yeah. Wait till you see. Are you behind on that, too? For real? I'm not. Yes, okay. Wait till yeah, you see yeah. where it's gone. I, it's... I already know because the fucking Internet, but I already know it's his twin and all that. I know. Shit. But, dude, it's it's you were talking about how it looked. It's creepy. Um, Let's finish up this thing we wanted to talk about that we warned stuff about because we're. We're getting long here, and I want to wrap this up. But um, all right, Steph, love you, but fuck off. <laughs> that was him, not me. Um, we're not even gonna I, look. I don't even want to really get into the movie. Like, I really don't. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like, but the movie we, was okay. We, it we was have to talk fun. About the spoiler. That's the main thing. What's that? We have to talk about the spoiler. I don't want to spoil that. Oh well, for, yeah, the, that's. The but I'm saying the movie itself was good enough. It was okay. Michael Pena was Michael Pena. Um, there were definitely some cool things. I'll go over highlights very quickly. The car, being able to shrink the car at any point, I thought was kind of neat. I did like yeah. that. Um, I, yeah, I, overall it was just a good movie. It was, I, I thought the de-aging went well with both Michelle Pfeiffer and, and, um, Michael Douglas. I think that oh, went yeah. well. Um, the whole thing was well, but, but you're right. Let's get to the spoiler. Let's deal with that. The spoiler is the post credit scene. That is the biggest, as you described it to me via text, what the fuck moment in a long time. 
and definitely in that well, movie. Since, in, since Infinity War. Yeah, probably. Okay, I'll give you that. Um, so the basic premise of Ant-Man and the Wasp is that that the the wife and Hope's mother has been alive this whole time, stuck in the quantum subatomic realm, and they figure it out, and they find a way to bring her back. They bring her back. Mm-hmm. What? Go ahead. Well, which was alluded to because yes, I'm I, well. I'm, but here's the thing: I'm surprised that there was like after the first Ant Man came out, there was not a fucking ton of photos of this on the internet because when he is subatomic, is that that's the term? I think that's the term. Yeah, well, you're not. You're talking about when he's like super tiny or his normal shrunk size. When he's like in the fucking like super tiny fucking world where he's going, going, he's shrink- yeah, yeah, when he's shrinking constantly. Subatomic. And there's a yep. there is a part where like the fucking visuals are flashing in front of him. You see a silhouette of the wasp uniform. Oh, do you really? I missed that. I'll have to go back see, and look at the person. What I'm saying one. is, I feel like I'm the only one who fucking discovered this. You like, might be. So uh, it, because I expected it all over the fucking net, but it, I don't see it. But I'll, I'll try and bring it up on on. Uh, um, but so but yeah, I so thought they, they they hinted at that from the very beginning because like either it's when he's shrinking and kind of like losing reality, or when he hears his daughter boy, daughter's voice and kind of gets enough incentive to grow back, and yeah, become yeah. And come back. You see a visual in front of him that's it's blatant if you watch it and freeze frame it. It is the wasp. Uh, outline. It's it's uh, hope. Okay. Or, or Janet, depending on which one. Right, right, right. Um, but in that, they find they find a way to bring her back, and then to travel back to the the quantum realm as it becomes, and try to harness its power. And at one point, she even says to him, "Watch out for this creature." I forget the name of it, but they're like they'll suck the time out of you or something like that is what she said, which is honestly how I think they may be fixing the Infinity War. They'll be using something from that, but we'll get there. Um, And they send him in there to collect some data, basically. Um, They go in there to get this. They go in there to get this, this data, this information and this stuff so they can study it. And he radios back to them and nobody's mm-hmm. answering him. And he's like, hello, hello. The camera pans back out to the real world, and dust is falling from the sky. Yeah, it is It is the second of the snap. Or shortly thereafter with the... Because I don't think it was instantaneous. Like I think it took not a long a lot of time, but minutes maybe for that. Seconds. You think seconds? Okay. They probably just yeah, drug it out. It's, it's seconds. It, because it you do a countdown. It's like, all right, count, count, count me out. Five, four, three, and then like at the two and one, there's no, you don't no, hear but I'm talking about, anymore. So that means it's... I'm talking about overall from the minute the snap to the minute the dissolution begins. Because like, it, it feels like... Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the it's whole thing. A, it's probably about a Probably 30 seconds max. Before everyone's dissolved, do you think? Yeah, that's what it I felt, think. It felt longer. I would... I was going to say like two minutes, but that's it felt, it felt longer for Spider-Man. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Mr. Stark, I don't feel so good. I don't feel so good. I don't want to go. I don't want to go. I don't want to go. Like 
you know what? That's we went back to. We were talking about Emmys earlier and D'Onofrio. Like, I don't think we'll ever get it for multiple reasons. But like that look on Robert Downey's face afterwards, like that pain look. He he hit that pain look perfectly. I mean, is it Oscar worthy? No, but is it is it him acting and not just being like I am Iron Man? It's it's very good. So right. I sent you the link. The the if you want to bring it up on your screen, just follow that. Just search that thing. That's what I'm talking about. It's playing now. Yeah. Just so for those listening, I sent him the link of that scene at the end of the first Ant Man, where he is goes sub subatomic and sees like flashes of the silhouette. And again, like, obviously I'm not the first one to see it because there's this, this video, but I was astounded that it wasn't just fucking blasting all over everything after the release of Ant-Man. The first one, I mean. Right. Because right. I was like, oh, fuck yeah, she's definitely going to come back. But I, I mean, as, lo- as much as Michelle Pfeiffer is a great actress and she's probably the definitive uh, Catwoman for everybody, Unless you're like a Puritan '66 fan, um, I really, uh, I kind of want Sharon Stone just to have Michael Douglas and Sharon Stone be on screen together. Some basic instincts. I thought that'd be yeah. really fucking funny. Not to mention she's, although I think she's, uh, she's in, she's in some. Oh, fun, I see it. She? I just saw you it. See that shit? Yeah. It is quick though. It's I can quick. see how you could miss it. That Actually, nuts? You, did you say it was right before he grew back out? I don't remember. It was either when he was shrinking or when he grew back out. Okay, because I saw it when he was shrinking, unless it shows up twice. I don't know. No, I was just asking. I'm not... Yeah. I think when he grows, it's sped up. Whereas when he's shrinking, it's kind of slowed down No, it was bit. fast when he was shrinking, so I'm watching it now. Anyway, um, I... So, yeah. yeah, I get what you're saying about, about the you know, having them on screen together. But I still think she did a great job and she did a great job. I just think that I don't know, I the the snap when when he was asking for to bring back out and there was nobody there. Cause that leaves now, him stuck in the quantum realm now. Well, here's the whole thing is that what there's a delete there's a, a new deleted scene floating around from Ant Man the Wasp. Right. Which I watched the which I watched the other day. And they it's it's uh Janet's the mom, right? Janet's the original Wasp? I think so, but that's, yeah. Hope is the younger one. Hope yeah. is yeah, yeah, eventually. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So Janet, when, when Janet and um, Scott, Scott, <laughs> are in the fucking subatomic uh, realm together and they're trying to like blah, 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 get the fuck out. Because at that deadline, they have to fucking be at a certain place at a certain time in order to get the fuck back. Right, up to right, right. Um, there's a deleted scene where they're walking and she talks about like how there are other universes in this realm, which I, it's kind of a question why they deleted that scene. Wait, say it again. But, I'm sorry. I was looking at something. Say it again. In, in the deleted scene, she talks about how there are other universes in that realm. Yeah, she does. No, when, I've seen that. They talk about that. She says it in the movie. But they point blank, they expand on that in the deleted scene. Okay, okay. Which, for some to theorize, maybe how, maybe a connection to where all the Thanos snaps people go, 
Right. Maybe the Dead Souls. It could be where you could bring the mutants for the X-Men. It mm. could very well be uh, the Inhumans. Yeah. It, it could be it, it could be when you get to the weird like alternate dimensions of it could be the fucking weird multiverse for Marvel. Yeah, absolutely. You know? I I mean I'll it's because I don't know, dude. Uh, it it's weird that they do, they film that scene. They because Marvel filmed shit with a purpose. Yeah. Except for that other bonus credit scene where it shows that giant ant playing fucking drums. Which that, is funny. That pissed me off so Why? much because I was like, "Oh, there's a bonus scene. Oh shit, they fucking they're they're gone, dude. They're fucking dusted." I'm like, "What's gonna happen? What's gonna be the next bonus scene? Oh, here's an ant fucking drumming. Fuck you." Okay, well, I can see how that's a letdown, but yeah, it's not. It, it, to, to me, I mean, look, there have been three times where I, after the movie's playing, I yell out, "Fuck you, Marvel!" <laughs> and it's, it's always at a bonus screen, bonus scene, and it was um, the first one. Uh, I think was at the end. Uh, oh fuck! It may have just been two. Uh, that there was uh, this Ant Man the Wasp because I was like, "Oh fuck you, Marvel!" And right. then the other one was when uh, Captain America shows up at the end for Homecoming, and he's like, oh, "Patience, yeah. patience is all about blah 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 blah." And I'm like, "Oh." You, Marvel, yeah, and like I heard people be like, "There are children here." I'm like, "Oh, fuck you, do." <laughs> I um, yeah, I don't know, man. That's the only time I remember thinking "fuck you, Marvel" is when I was watching people dissolve. That's the only time yeah, I remember thinking that. Yeah, you were saying I... it through tears. Like, yeah. Fuck you, Marvel. Bastards. <laughs> fuck um... you, Marvel. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, actually, no. I take that back. I. I said, fuck you, Sony, the entire time I was watching Venom. Was it that bad, really? I mean, look, it's very entertaining, but it's... What I liked about it was Tom Hardy, like, kind of... Like, he was... he's he Venom is in his ear, or in his brain. Right. So he could talk to him, and only he hears him. So there are some great parts where he is sort of being schizophrenic out. Right. And, like talking to the voice in his head and then like there's other people around and be like, who are you talking to? He's like, Oh no one. It's uh, 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 just uh, don't worry about it. Just ignore me. He does. Tom Hardy does a good job. Um, Riz Ahmed, I think is the fucking guy's name. The, the, um, the villain fucking, which is, awful which is weird to say about Venom because Venom is a villain, you know, like, well, he's, He's an anti-hero. Well, I mean, he really is an anti-hero. Yeah. Uh, I guess. There but... is a bonus scene for Venom, by the way. Okay. And it's like what you wish the whole movie was about. Well, let me... You're really look, just like, oh, fuck. Look, I, I'm going to see this, but I'm probably not going to see it for a long time, and I don't care enough to about spoilers on this thing. Because there was rumors galore, and people who haven't seen this don't want any spoilers... Stop now because I'm asking a flat out question and I want a flat out answer and I don't care. Does Tom okay. Holland show up in this fucking thing at any point? I don't even care if it's that scene. Does he show up at all? Nope. Okay. Because it was rumor he was going to show up. Not in the whole movie, there, but there was going to be a point where he was there. There was a rumor. there At one point, he was listed on IMDb that he was going to be showing up. 
He was he was reported on the set. That was right. confirmed. Is he had right. showed up on the set, which means is probably a deleted scene. Right. But honestly, the whole tone of the film, he it, it's it would be weird for him to be in the movie at all because okay. it is such a weird departure from Spider Man. Yeah, you you watch it and you're like, fuck, this could have been amazing. Not to pun Spider Man, this could have been fucking incredible. Right? They could have they could have connected it if they just gave a shit. If Sony wasn't greedy and trying to fucking make their own universe that virtually literally no one wants, no one wants this whole Venom, uh, this Venom verse or this Spider villain fucking verse. All no right. one gives a fuck. We're almost at three and a half hours, but I have one quick question to ask, and I think we need to wrap it up. And this this goes to a bigger question that we may have to save for another episode. But And we've kind of talked about this before, but I'm going to pose the question again. Disney has an obscene amount of money. We both know this. Anyone knows this. Anyone who knows anything knows that Disney just has an obscene amount of money. Right? Yes. Why are they not just going to Sony and Universal and whatever and going, give us our shit back. Whatever your price is, just name it so that we can have it back. The problem with that is Sony has money too. Because they don't have Sony, Disney money. Nobody has Disney money at this point. No one has Disney money, but they have their own money. And so, see, I mean, remember when Sony used to just do fucking like stereos and shit? Yeah. Yeah. So for some reason, they decided to be a movie company. Like, I mean, there's not that many fucking Sony movies where I'm like, that was an amazing film. Right. There's really not. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just a production company. I don't know if it's just... Because if Marvel if they... got their hands on the entire Spider-Man universe, which they kind of have, like that's but, but I mean, they, but they could prevent stuff like Venom from coming out and only have or it come out Or they would do it their, properly. Right, or do it properly. Then, like, Marvel... Dude, like, everyone's worried about the post-Avengers 4 world, and I gotta be honest with you, I'm there too, like... What's next? Because I think a lot of these people are going to be dead, whether it's from the snap or some other form of death. You're not going to have Thor anymore. We didn't even get into the stuff with the trouble Chris Evans got into, and I'm not going to bother. What? But what? I don't know what trouble. What trouble did he get into? I don't know. So, you don't have to dive into it. But what, it, what happened? Well, there's not a whole lot to it. But apparently, he put up something on Twitter and Instagram saying, "Hey, just finished wrapping Avengers for." I've enjoyed playing Cap for the last eight years or whatever it's been. Like, I'm not trying to get the number wrong. Thank you, you to everybody. Hemsworth. What's that? Yeah, you said Hems- you, I think you said Hemsworth. That's why I was thrown off. Oh, that's, oh Evans. But Evans. He put up a, oh, yeah. And he got in trouble. So Marvel basically made him walk that back a bit because it made it sound like he was done with Cap, like done, done with Cap. And Marvel made him walk it back. Or I mean, Disney here's or the thing. honestly, there needs to be like I've said. We said this for the Roseanne the lowering the bar episode. Yeah, for every celebrity, there needs to be a filter to a certain degree. If you're gonna post something about your movie, you should like run it by your like like a like. There needs to be a position for like a like a production team to like. But hey, why I is, post about this? Okay, but see, 
so you're you're opening up an argument that I don't think we have time for right now. But like what he did compared to what Roseanne did, we're talking apples yeah. and fucking oranges here. Like he just said, "Thank you for letting me play cat for the last eight years." How is that a thing? Like I don't, it doesn't. I mean, I, it doesn't even give away the end of the movie. It really doesn't. Here's the thing: Is there any question that he'll fucking die? Like we all kind of thought he was going to die in Avengers: Infinity War. I even if he doesn't die. Let's just say he doesn't die. He could still hang up the shield. Like, I think he... Nice. What? Nice. Thank you. But, I mean, like, because we both know in the comic book, at some point, the Winter Soldier becomes Cap. So So, does Falcon. Right. So they could take it either way with Bucky or, or Sam. You know, you know now. There's here's another thing they could fucking do. They could retire a character, let the actor fucking do some shit, exactly. make his own fucking random movies, and then bring him back in like another five movies. You're like, right. hey, I mean, uh, you know, yeah, so that's you, what I'm saying. You, like, I don't know why. I just don't know why this is such. Excuse me, I don't know why this is such a big atrocity. Like, I don't know why this is such a thing that that because they made him is, walk it back. Because Disney and Marvel is always freaking freaking out with Tom Holland and Mark Ruffalo. They're always revealing spoilers. They're always dropping shit. They're always revealing shit. You know, where it's the point where like they are so like like I've heard they have like filmed multiple endings for like Marvel movies so that the other fuck if, if someone spoils it, then they know who spoiled it or leaked it out. So be like, aha, you only filmed that fucking part. Right. So we know this came from you. Yeah, so but they, they don't so the, they don't walk the Russo brothers back for doing that thing that we spent forty five minutes analyzing like four episodes ago or the thing they just put out which is so fucking weird. I think that's Adam Warlock, by the way. Well yeah, you mentioned that before, but that's not the point. The point is like they're not walking the Russo brothers back. Because the Russo brothers didn't reveal anything. All they said is we wrapped filming. We're done. Well that on the first we just, thing. We and the first thing they potentially ruined or spoiled the, the name of the movie, if people yeah, are right. But that, but that still cannot possibly be the uh, title. That could What what Marvel's doing, what the Roosters are doing great, is letting the fans froth of the mouth being like, what does this mean? But Captain America, Chris Evans, is saying, I'm done. Interpret that as you will. That means, oh, he's fucking dead or, oh, he's retired. That's all that means. Or which, it just means Chris Evans is done playing the character. The actor is done playing. Well, okay, but in theory, you could, and I'm not saying this would ever happen, but you could throw me in the thing, in the thing, still call me Steve Rogers, and still have a Steve Rogers run, and it just it wouldn't be Chris Evans. It means Chris Evans is done. It doesn't mean Cap's done. It doesn't mean Steve Rogers is done. Which is revealing, and I and I understand. I I, look, I'm with you. We're kind of arguing and agreeing at the same time. Yeah. I mean, I'm, my I'm frustration's with, I, not with you; it's with Marvel. But anyway, go ahead. I don't. I didn't react with fucking Venom. No pun intended. With the whole <laughs> uh, Captain America, or with Chris Evans's fucking tweet, I was like, "Hey, man!" I mean, and everyone who commented on it, from what I saw, we're all like, "You are the best, Captain America. We love you. Thank you for putting out eight years with us. We really appreciate I, your, you." Know, I said what I said to you on this show about how like. Look, I I didn't like that you played two characters in the Marvel Universe, but you know what? You proved me wrong. Like, I flat out responded to him with that. Here's the thing. What Hugh Jackman said, Logan was going to be his last 
fucking movie. Right. Which, when he said that, no one lost their shit. No. We all were like, he's probably going to die. He's probably going to fucking die. But when he still died on screen, spoiler, sorry, um, <laughs> it still hit us in an emotional fucking reach. You know, right. I, I just think Disney and Marvel are just kind of like, ah, no, don't say anything. Like, fuck you, dude. Like, this is how you get people interested. Like, you need people to argue on a fucking podcast for us to keep the fucking momentum going. Well, and I bet they figure. I mean, no matter. I, was, I bet they figure the snaps enough for that. You don't need anything else. Fuck yeah, but I mean, I've already been hearing rumors that it's gonna stay, it's gonna take place five years in yeah, advance. You, was, you mentioned that, and honestly, I don't know how I feel about that. I don't want to get into it tonight, but I I don't know how I feel about that. I don't either. Although I would, lo- if they do do that, I would love to see like Tony Stark channel the Robert Downey Jr. not the other way around and be like a fucking depressed drug addict alcoholic. Like, have that demon in the bottle segment that we kind of briefly got in Iron Man 2 where he thought yeah. he was going to die and shit. Yeah. Have him be, like, crazy. And, ha- like, he lost everyone. He lost Peter Parker. Let's say Pepper Potts is dead. Have him be holed up in his fucking room just like, I can't fucking do anything anymore. And the have only- cr- and- but have this be the scene where Chris Evans kicks down his fucking door said, we are working on our shit right now and you are taking a shower and you are going to help me write this shit. I'm sorry for what I did, We are, but we are getting you sober and we need you to be the hero that we need. That's well, what I want. And here's, here's the thing, and, and, and we probably should wrap it up with this, but I will say that having dealt with people that I know that have addictions, that even though it's only in the script and it's not for real and they wouldn't actually have him drinking anything, that might be too much of a trigger that would actually send him for real back into that. So I don't know if he'd want to do that for that reason alone. No, he's been drunk on screen since he's sobered up. He was well, drunk in Iron Man 2. Yeah, but there's a difference between getting drunk in Iron Man 2 and going into the depravity you're talking about. Like... There's a fine line, and then, like again, that's a conversation we maybe need to save for another day. And I'm not discrediting sure. you or giving you shit. I'm just saying there's a potential for danger in that. And he may not want to do it for that reason, but otherwise, I think you got a good idea. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm not yeah. saying your idea is bad. I just don't know that he'd want to do it for that reason. That's all. No, no, you said it was a good idea. Stick to that. I'm good with that. Let's just end it with saying we got a good idea. Good night, everybody. CJ here with a few thank yous and to let you know how you can get in touch with and follow the show and us. For Podeskew, go to iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts on your iPhone, and Google Play Music on your Android phone to listen to, subscribe, rate, and comment on the show, or the Listen Notes podcast search engine at www.listennotes.com. Go there, type in Podeskew, all one word, and you can stream us right there. If you want to agree with or yell at us directly, follow Rico, me, and the show on Twitter. The show is at Podeskew. Rico is at Rance Rico, and I'm at M underscore Blade. If you need to contact the show for promotional reasons, tweet Stephanie at Podeskew PR. Check out Rico's YouTube channel, Rico's Rants, on YouTube at www.youtube.com slash Rico's Rants. Thank you to Dubbed in English for our opening theme music, 96 Reasons. They're no longer online, but you can contact me for a copy of the full song or the whole Plan 9 EP. Thank you to Samuel Lemons for our closing music, Theme Askew. You can find his music on SoundCloud at www.soundcloud.com slash Samuel-Lemons. 
Finally, our biggest thank you is to you, everyone, for listening. Rico and I really appreciate your time and look forward to bringing you another episode soon. I am the immortal Iron Fist, weapon of Kunlun. And I'm fulfilling my destiny. Sigues estando protegido. Este otoño estaremos poniendo dosis de refuerzo para ayudar a prolongar esa protección. No olvides que el Departamento de Salud de Virginia sigue siendo tu mejor fuente de información sobre el COVID-19. Para saber si puedes recibir la dosis de refuerzo y programar una cita, visita vaccinate.virginia.gov o llama al 877-829-4682. Este es un mensaje del Departamento de Salud de Virginia.